0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Mark, I know you said you had something about the the TSA. Was that you or Nick? I, yeah,
1: no, I've got the TSA here. All
0: right, but we've got actually somebody from the TSA on the line first. So we're going to go to your calls and talk to George in D.C. TSA, George, you're on the air. Hey, hey, hey. guys, what's up? What's on your mind, dude?
2: <laughs> um, Yeah, last yesterday um, we got someone called in saying about, like, the managed to get some liquid through and stuff. I wanted to comment on that, saying yes, that uh, – Every airport now is pretty much can decide on the liquids whether whether or not they want to give their screeners discretion. Oh, is that right? Why he might have been flying at an airport that's more loose like that. For example, although at my airport here, that's still no more than three and a half ounces.
0: Huh? How right. how surprisingly decentralized of the TSA to make a decision like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, hell is frozen over pretty much on that. But yeah, you'd, you'd be surprised. Uh, every airport has their own um, little policies. I mean, there's an overriding SOP, like a constitution. But the, but then each airport's also kept, can tack on rules on top of that.
3: Gotcha.
0: So
2: anyway, we got? so how, how how did I mess up um, this time with this new t- um, story you guys are coming out with?
0: What did you wait? What did you uh, you messed something up? I don't know what you. Oh, oh well,
2: no! If... No, I mean the new story that Mark's got.
1: Well, the TSA how do, how do we
2: <laughs> apparently
1: decided to uh to, to to climb some planes uh to inspect them. And uh planes don't have ladders. Those things that you're climbing on are sensitive instruments, so they grounded uh, uh, nine jets. I don't understand. Oh, what did they Wait, what did they climb on exactly? Well, um they're they're the government and remember, they're here to help. This is uh from let's see. I think it's an AP story. It's got uh it's off of Freedoms, Phoenix. Um, they're the government and they're here to help. The inspector for the trans, uh, Transportation Space uh, Safety Administration, which is different, apparently has some explaining to do. After nine American Eagle regional jets were grounded at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport on Tuesday, citing sources within the aviation industry, ABC News reports an overzealous TSA employee attempted to gain access to the parked aircraft by climbing the fuselage reportedly using the total air temperature, that's the TAT probes, uh, mounted on the plane's nose as handholds.
4: Uh-oh.
1: <clears throat> the, in, quote, <laughs> in quotations here, the brilliant employees used an instrument located just below the cockpit window that is critical to the operation of the onboard computers, in quote, one pilot told an American Eagle intern, um, uh, wrote on an inter- American Eagle internet forum.
0: So he he ruined uh, parts of the planes, basically. He, bro- he it. <laughs> broke it. broke it. Now, what is the TSA uh, doing with that? I mean, I didn't know they it were inspecting planes. Is that part of your uh, your bureaucracy's yeah, job? Yeah,
2: that's a uh, ADASP thing or something. That's what they call it. And we go out, and we normally inspect the interior. They never see them actually walking around the outside Well, wait a, like a minute. Day. He was trying to
0: get up into the plane, right? right? So he didn't wait for the ladder. He just decided to climb the plane. That's correct. So he was trying to get inside. He just apparently didn't want to... Uh, he was too... I don't know what the deal was. Maybe he didn't want to wait for the ladder truck or what... <laughs> According what? to the
1: pilot, he decided... Maybe
3: he was smoking crack.
1: <laughs> yeah, he decided this instrument, the TAT probe, would be adequate to use as a ladder. Officials wow. of the American Eagle confirmed to ANN the problem was discovered by maintenance personnel who inspected the planes Tuesday morning and questioned why the TAT probes all gave similar error indications. One American well, I can
2: officially come out and say that that employee is an embarrassment to stupidity. There you go. I mean, Jesus. I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> he's not it? the official I'm TSA
1: the boy- spokesman, but he's
0: ours. He did it to nine planes before they figured it out? Yeah. Thanks, George, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Now, the question, of course, is, well, who's going to pay the damages here?
1: Well, I'd like to go on a little, far, a little farther here. Um, uh, one American Eagle pilot says the pilot has had the pilot not been so attentive. The damaged probes could have caused problems in flight. Oh, my. TSA agents are now doing things to our aircrafts that may put our lives and the lives of passengers at risk, the pilot wrote on the forum. Grounding the planes to replace the tat probes affected about 40 flights, according to the American Airlines spokesperson. I think we're, it's an unfortunate situation. That's nice of her. She's the spokesperson. TSA conducts r- routine spot inspections of aircraft parked on commercial airports, according to the um, agency spokesperson. It is
0: unfortunate for American Airlines uh, because I don't know if they, I, is the TSA going to have to pay for this. That's my question. I suspect. You think? yeah I don't know man <laughs> they'd have to probably get sued first nah, and then if they'll TSA pays'll they'll, they'll well if tSA pays it's the taxpayers that are actually paying and not the bureaucrat that made the mistake that's correct, yeah
1: so um our inspectors uh, our inspector was following routine procedure, apparently uh, climbing planes um, securing the aircraft that were on the tarmac um adding the inspector attempted to determine whether someone could break into the parked planes by climbing on them, I guess. Pilots respond uh, that the agents are only allowed to check for unlocked cabin doors, a clear security risk that could indeed compromise security. And indeed, the regional airline MESA Air Group notes 48% of all TSA investigations involving MESA Air Group involve a failure to maintain um, area and aircraft security. It's unclear whether the uh, duty also allows the inspector to paw around an aircraft itself, however. (laughs) (laughs) It goes on here with Yeah. yeah. I get the point. Yeah. But um, apparently, that's it, not really the end of the story. There's, I have another story that's related. It's that um, there's some retaliation going on with the uh, the airline that uh, you know that this is going. So the, it's it's reported and everything. So you you think
0: they were targeting American Airlines? Is that what you're saying? Retaliation?
1: The, um, this, this is how the the, the the story was presented to me, and I think that it's a possibility. The U.S. Um, Transportation Security Administration apparently embarrassed last week for supporting an inspector who climbed aboard American Eagle regional jets at Chicago O'Hare by using a temperature probe as a grab handles, has retaliated against the airline with charges and fines. The Transportation Security Administration told CNN Thursday it will investigate multiple security violations and may find the mm-hmm. airport as much as $175,000. Wait, it's going to find the airport or the airline? Airport. I don't understand. Well, the airport's probably responsible for the security of, of you know, the situation. Maybe they couldn't get the airline. But I thought you said the TSA is finding the airport. Yes. Okay. I'm confused. Why would they find the airport? Well, it's this the airport's responsible for the security of the planes. Maybe the plane um the the airline company went to the airport and said, "Hey, look, it's your damn security agents that are cr- crawling all over here." Maybe the TSA doesn't have an arrangement with the airline, but instead has arrangements with all the airports. Mm, okay. Um TSA says airlines are allowed to uh, to park planes with unsecured doors overnight, provided they're not too close to jetways. But American Eagle is leaving its planes both unlocked and too close. The agency told CNN it has consistently found problems with American Eagle at O'Hare, adding that this is an isolated problem unique to this airline at this airport.
0: I'm sorry, it was American Eagle, not American Airlines? Same thing. Oh, okay. American
1: Eagle is American Airlines. Gotcha. So,
0: there you go. There you have it. All right. So uh, airport shenanigans. Yeah, I just wonder TSA, how far.
1: The TSA is screwing up and then using its power to cover its tracks.
0: So basically they could fine the airport for all of these alleged problems. Right. And if it turns out that the TSA is somehow liable for the damage that was caused to American Airlines, then they'll just say, well, we'll just call it a wash. You had all these fines here and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, you now you owe us this money and we owe you this money. We'll just call it a wash. How about that? I and, of course, American Airlines is going to have to repair all that damage to the airports. You think the airport's going to pay for the damage to the American Airlines?
1: I, I can't tell you how this is all going to uh, – Yeah, it's to, all very to, to why, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how the airline industry works. Maybe the um, the TSA can't go after the airline for anything, but they can go after the airport, and they're hoping to put pressure on the airline as a result. I mean, how is how could it possibly be that an uh, you know airline that flies airplanes all over the United States is only leaving its doors unlocked at this one – at Chicago, yeah, yeah, at this one airport. Why? Why is that? Doesn't no, that seem odd strange. to you? I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, it's dumb. It's a dumb accusation. The toll free, they're leaving here. it on. If, if it's their policy to leave doors unlocked, then they're leaving doors unlocked. If it's not, they're not.
0: Toll free That ninety two thirty one. That is the Sekel C A I toll free line, and we continue with your calls. It is Gene, the Christian anarchist, calling from Tennessee. Hello, Gene.
5: Hi, guys. I wanted to talk about the uh, net, the National Center for Constitutional Studies. Okay. But before I do that, I might like to clear up something on your story you just read, and that is because there are two different agencies you're talking about, the National Transportation and Safety and the um, uh, TSA. The National Transportation and Safety are the guys... That actually go out to the accident sites and uh, investigate what went wrong. So these guys are supposed to know airplanes. They're supposed to understand what makes them tick. And uh,
0: were you confused about that, Marcus? More... Is, is it is it the TSA that or the National Transportation Security Board or whatever?
1: Um, the, both. Apparently, it was the the uh, the T A T or. One of them was doing the inspection. However, it was a TSA agent that was climbing over the plane.
0: Hang on, Gene. We're going to bring you back. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. Bring up whatever you want. Plus, I had a bureaucrat stop by my house today. We'll tell you about that story and take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll free at 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. Easy for you. Just click, and they're yours. You get back an entire you get an entire year's worth of the show for free right there at freetalklive.com.
1: In Chapter 6, Subterranean Tad Galahad goes to hell. In hell, he finds nanobots, killbots, sexbots, supermodel clones, immortality, and a rocket ride off this pale blue dot. Go to freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. And Chapter 7 is on its way.
0: As we continue with your calls, Gene is still on the line in Tennessee. You're back on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene.
2: Hi. So back to
5: the NCCS.org, guys.
0: What does um, that stand is for?
5: National Center for Constitutional Studies. Okay. And we it was actually uh, put on my brother-in-law. He is the one who arranged for this presentation where the the guy actually flew out here. And, you know, we had like uh, 40 people show up. And, it was an all-day seminar kind of thing on the Constitution. I mm-hmm. find it very interesting. Uh, the history is great. Uh, this is the kind of thing that would drive Mark up, Mark crazy. He'd love to go to this. But um, there was a point in this, uh, actually two points, during the presentation where one point he made the uh, same argument that you and I like to make all the time is that uh, you can't delegate to anyone else anything any right that you don't possess yourself. And he used that as an argument against, The income tax. You can't delegate for somebody else to go steal money out of somebody else's pocket and go give it to someone else.
1: So he basically said the Constitution is moot.
5: Uh, He did, but he didn't realize it. So later on, (laughs) when he was talking about the legislation and how, you know, we got our representation and the representatives go in and pass laws, I raised my hand and I said, well, you know, but this, I really liked your argument earlier where you said that uh, people can't delegate rights they don't have, but now this kind of makes at this point, moot, uh, because you can't very well delegate that these legislators go in and pass laws to inf- to uh, uh, exert force against other people who don't want to obey those laws. And he uh, kind of brushed it out and said, well, that's another story. And I, and I didn't press it because because this guy was staying in my house. I mean, we put him up for the night. And yeah. He's a nice guy. His name's Earl, you know, and he's a great guy. But, you know, I, I did make that point in the presentation just let him know. And then when we had discussions in the evening when we were sitting around the family room, we, we went up and down these same same things. And at one point he kind of got a little frustrated, I guess, and left the room. But
3: hmm. I, I
5: mean, I, I'm very gentle and very nice when I talk to these people. I don't shout in their faces and call them dumb names or anything because I'm trying to bring them over to my side. That's what, to to That's what we have to do.
0: That's what right. we have to do. I mean, uh, these, are hu- these bureaucrats are human beings. I mean, they may this not act bureaucrat. like it. Well, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Government supporters uh, are human beings, and they may not act. I guess I've got bureaucrats on the mind because I had an encounter with one today. But uh, but anyway, they, you know they're human beings, and they have the capability of understanding these ideas. It's just they're so mired in their as you were, as you always call it, the, you know the sort of the cult mentality. It it can be difficult and, and a challenge to kind of um, change their paradigm or. or Bring them Study
5: materials are top notch, and the uh, the presentation they put on is top notch. Mark would love this presentation. And Sounds good to me. Most probably, probably most of the people that want freedom would love this presentation. It's just that people like me and Ian, who want a little bit more freedom, we always want to push the push it to the limit. So, anyway, they were good. I recommend them for anybody who wants to visit their website or They're go good. to their seminars or buy their materials. But. They still couldn't answer that one little argument.
0: Thank you for the story tonight, I Appreciate hearing from you as we continue and talk to Dave, listening in the People's Republic of Somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey, I was looking at the stick cam. It appears you gentlemen are out of uniform this evening.
0: What is that what does that mean? Dave? What uniform do you think we're supposed to wear?
6: Uh you don't have your blue armbands on. What
0: what the, would a blue armband stand for?
6: Well, let me give you a little background. ICE has been added again, you know that our friends at Customs. Uh oh. They raided a place down in Mississippi.
0: Yep, I've got the story right here. What do you know about it?
6: Uh, Well, an eyewitness who was at the transformer plant during the raid said American citizens were provided blue armbands.
0: Oh, my gosh.
6: And I just, you know, I I thought you guys would have yours on tonight.
0: Yes, I I see where you're coming from, obviously being facetious. Did they
1: put yellow stars on the, uh,
0: the, the illegal immigrants?
1: No, didn't they do that at the kosher plant? I don't know what they did at the
0: kosher plant, but uh, maybe they're just trying to reverse, you know, using the reverse uh, tactics. Instead of labeling the immigrants, they're going to label the, uh, the Americans. Maybe they felt like
1: they would uh, spend less money on armbands that way. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I don't know. Yeah, they raided uh, this place in Mississippi, and they allegedly have rounded up, this time, nearly 600 so-called suspected illegal immigrants, which means they probably rounded up a bunch of uh, non-so-called illegals, and they've just rounded them all up together, and they'll figure out, when they figure it out, who's what. Uh, but yeah, this is so the biggest raid is, ever.
6: Is, uh, are they going to get 900 the next time, or will it be 1,200?
0: I don't know. This is madness, though. It really is crazy. And glad... in
6: Iowa, 600 here. So. Yep. But the, the one thing that I really got a kick out of, I was reading down here, it says, Today, Howard Industries, oh, this is a press, le- press release from Howard Industries. Okay, They were visited by the United States Immigration and Customs Enforcement.
0: Yeah, that's a raid.
6: Visit. Yeah. That's newspeak for raid
0: now. Oh, that's amazing. I that's Thank you. For, all I got, guys, for thanks numbers. for pointing all that out, Dave. It's freedom. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> thank you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I had it here, but uh, you know, sometimes we don't always get to everything. And I'm glad he called with that. It's local. So that's the uh, get, Is that local? I, I don't know what that means. Lo- it's crazy. Oh, loco. Gotcha. There's no doubt about that. Uh, again, six hundred people rounded up. Iowa, four hundred people, and of course, they've all been uh, transferred to. Uh, let's see. They've they've released a, a hundred of them for so-called humanitarian concerns because they have children. So, again, the people without children, there's no need to be humanitarian to them, apparently.
1: I'm I'm wondering about these humanitarian concerns. Uh, uh, Do you have to be female to get them? I don't know. Obviously, you would have to have children. So what if you said you were male there and you said, I'm the only caretaker of my children? I don't know. Well, we
0: know what they did with the women is they are monitoring them. In Iowa, the women that they so-called Beats released, jail. right, the women they so-called released are still under uh, lock and key via, I mean, not literally, but via the, uh, the the monitoring bracelets or anklets that they have digging into their skin.
1: It's just disgusting. I wondered about the digging into the skin part. I mean, certainly they were they made a big deal about that in the story, but uh, yeah. You know I mean I, you know, it was it was then clearly be able a, to slip it off, a very lefty uh, story and I was just wondering you you've know. been in prison before Yeah, they can get painful. Absolutely true. I just wonder how tight these things were.
0: Most of the rest of the uh, so-called illegals were transferred to a federal immigration and customs enforcement facility in Gina, Louisiana. Nine 17-year-olds were transferred to the custody of the Office of Refugee Resettlement. So here we go again. Refugee Resettlement. Loading them up into the uh, detainment camps and processing them out. Some of them will go to jail. Some of them will go
7: back to their home countries. And they'll probably be back within six months that's I don't the upshot know. of it. Ge- I mean, generally speaking... I've I- heard that they're not coming over as often now. Well, that may be true. I know that generally speaking, when, when people get deported back across the Mexican border, it's quite common for them to be back within a week. I mean, they I just get driven that. to the other side, and they just turn right around and come back.
0: That much may be true, and I'm sure it still is true for some people, but, it, but from what it seems like, at least I know, I did see a news story about this, that they are saying the numbers of people coming here have diminished because of the police state situation i mean if you are wanting to get away from your own country the idea is to move somewhere more free where there's better opportunities but if you hear that people are getting arrested and and thrown in prison cells and it's really not any better than the country you're going to leave then why bother leaving at that point so if the as the police state continues to grow they really will be successful at stopping people from coming here because they just won't want to come in the first place more on the way this is free talk live you take control This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever is on your mind if you dial in toll-free to 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Again, that number is 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com.
1: If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com.
0: 800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls, Jack is on the line in Michigan. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark.
8: Hey, guys.
0: Hello, Jack. What's on your mind?
8: Well, many things.
0: All right, pick many one. Things.
8: Um, this is uh, another election deception cycle, and yeah. um, there's been all this hoopla and hype regarding the vice presidential selection. Well, w- what does it really matter?
0: Not a damn Not much. thing. There's been hype all along, though. I mean, and what does it all really matter? What does it matter if it's John McCain or Obama or Clinton or Bush? It, really, they're all interchangeable, aren't they?
8: Well, in fact, in fact, the reason I questioned that uh, rhetorically is because the same uh, elitist organizations uh, that back uh, the candidates uh, control the government, and it's interesting that the primary organization that is backing uh, Osama Barack Obama is the trilateral commission Zbigniew Brzezinski on behalf of the Rockefeller family
0: so all very interesting where is it that you're going with this
8: well let me finish here Uh, Zbigniew authored a couple books back in the early mid 70s the Grand Chessboard and Between Two Ages now if you can get your hands on those books, you could uh, easily corroborate what I'm going to tell you now, and that is uh, all the the events that have occurred since the 70s. Uh, old Ziggy Stardust, I nicknamed him, it um, have come true, and he delineates everything in those books, like uh, this thing on global warming. This thing uh, and uh, the global population.
0: So what's the next prediction?
8: And um, the wars that have unfolded, the, the police actions that have unfolded.
0: What is it, Jack, that uh, this gentleman thinks will be coming next? You're saying he's been very, very accurate with his predictions so far. What is it that he's uh, also predicting for oh, this I'm point not,
8: on? I'm not. I, I'm not the one who has the books.
0: I've, I've heard see.
8: them reviewed.
0: It sounded like you'd you'd read them. I'm sorry, I didn't didn't realize you actually. had I
8: didn't mean we to, to paint the picture that I read them. Gotcha. I heard the. I've heard the synopsis.
0: so what you're pointing out if I'm understanding it correctly is that uh, there's a group of men trying to uh, control the world, and you know they've been working on it for decades, and you know, I totally believe that's the that's the case. I don't know who they all are. I think there' are several groups. I think they're all in competition. They would all like to rule the world, but they're not all you know they obviously all can't, so only one of them will be able to be victorious. There can be
1: only one, yeah, um but you well, know actually we're... none of them will be victorious because there'll always be new groups coming along yeah, well yeah, that, but that let that me let
8: me bring it home for all okay. Of us. A previous caller brought up the uh, some Center for Constitutional Study. And when I read, as I have in my hands, the Citizen's Rule Book, jury handbook, from an organization out of Phoenix called Whitten Publishers, um, I read such things as, uh, in the 13th Amendment, uh, it, it gives the specifications, Regarding slavery, it says slavery nor involuntary servitude mm-hmm. shall exist within the United States. Obviously, that place. one's been broken, huh? Okay, the point is they, they intimately infer that voluntary servitude is, is a-okay, right?
1: Sure. I think okay. that that, that so, happens every day when Americans go to work.
8: So, well, in a constitutional uh, context, in Article One, Section Ten, I believe it is. It, it talk. It speaks to the law of contract, obligation of contract.
0: Law. Sure. So, I mean, ideally, we should be contracting into all of these things. And some people make the claim that the government is actually. Uh, always attempting to contract with you. And, and from what I've seen, there may be some validity uh, to, to that claim. I certainly would like to see what will happen if more people decide to say, well, wait a minute, show me where that contract is. I mean, if, if you're saying this is basically what I did this morning where uh, a, a code enforcement bureaucrat came over and threatened me uh, with fines because there's a couch sitting in the yard. Yeah. And and I, you know, basically my approach with these bureaucrats has been, yeah, I'd be happy to pay your little fine. Just show me where it is I agreed that I'd, I'd pay it. Is that what you're getting at?
8: Uh, in fact, thank you. That's a precise segue to a clear example. The presumption is when you recorded your private land deed for your private land and your private dwelling, mm-hmm. which is not your residence, by the way. Residence, U.S. citizen resident uh, address are commercial is commercial jargon relative to the corporate federal, territorial, United
0: States. So what, let me see if I can, again, explain this here, because you have to understand that what you're talking about is often a different world from most of the people that are probably listening okay, to the program. Okay, let me do
8: that real quick. You, when you record your private land deed, and if you check with your county treasurer eyeball to eyeball, as I like to do, uh, demanding to see the statutory act that requires the recordation of one's private land deed, they can't produce it. It doesn't exist because... It would violate their charter in the Fifth Amendment where it says, private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation. Public use being the public corporation called United States also called a or known
0: as municipal corporation. So what you were saying earlier about the corporation and the residents in and all that is that the when they use the term residents you're talking in their their little commercial language whereas maybe the term inhabitant may be more accurate to somebody that is not interested in contracting uh, with the state. Well, okay, but here's what
8: happens. Yes, you're right. What happens though when people ignorantly and often arrogantly, oh, I'm a great, you know, I I'm proud to be an American. They go and record what it does, the presumption is, uh, and this is a violation of corporate trust law principles, full disclosure, good faith. Yeah, they already, the
0: Fifth well, Amendment. Well, they violate said, their laws all the time. I mean, there's no doubt okay. about that. Obviously, they have one thing so what, written down and I'm they do another thing.
8: Everyone who has ignorantly recorded their private land deed has, without informed consent, waived. And when you look up wave in, in any dictionary, it says you surrender. Claim of title and in the uniform,
0: but but it was uh, done without full knowledge of the individual who did it, so it's not really a legitimate contract. Here's my question: Have you ever? I mean, I don't know if you own any property, but have you ever managed to get what they call the allodial title, the actual, uh, the the actual title to the land? Is have you been successful at that?
8: Okay, no, I haven't proceeded with that because when I when I bought eyeball with the, the county treasurer. And I brought up these uh, unimpeachable, incontrovertible facts that uh, allowing the recordation of people's private – that is, private parties. What,
0: what did he say? We're running short on time.
8: Okay. I said, I'm going to bring action against you uh, for conspiracy to defraud and extort, mm-hmm. okay. uh, and I'm going to make it a class-action lawsuit. Suddenly, the, uh, the property tax bills quit coming.
0: You're telling me they're not sending you property tax bills? How long has this been going on?
8: This has been uh, a year now.
0: You know, I'd be very interested in uh, in hearing. You know, maybe having you go to the Free Talk Live BBS and posting some details about your situation so people can really pore over them. Maybe ask you some questions as well because people have been talking about this about getting out of the the government system and not you know consenting to their rule. And it sounds like you're kind of in that same line. And I appreciate your call tonight, Jack. And go, again, head on over to the uh, the Free Talk Live BBS and let's get that conversation started because I find all this very interesting. The idea that in the government's own founding documents, at least here in New Hampshire, maybe. In your local state, makes it very clear that the government is founded by the consent of the governed. So, it doesn't say consent of the majority of the government; it says consent of the governed. And it does seem like the government is constantly trying to get you to agree with their statements. And I'll talk about the bureaucrat that came pay me a visit here in a bit. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, go and shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's that easy. You know, they're the brands you trust in over 41 categories at Amazon. Even used items, you can buy anything, and Free Talk Live will get a, a cut. If you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com as we continue with your calls about what you want. It's Alex in New Jersey on the Amp line. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
9: I was listening to your show on uh, August 19th, and Ian, you said that there was nothing wrong with being naked and that the uh, the thought of sexuality is all in your head.
0: Yeah, I think that nakedness by itself is in no way inherently sexual.
9: Well, uh, I was kind of curious about what the uh, rest of the listeners thought. So I put a poll on the BBS, and it said, uh, should Ian host the show naked, <laughs> uh, considering what you said? And we have 75% yes, 25% no,
0: total votes 28.
1: Uh, look, my uh, Carlos might not appreciate yeah, uh, like that. I've got the veto on this one, and I say no, 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 no.
0: I've done the show in my boxer shorts before. Yeah,
1: he certainly has. It was, it was a practice for a while. Is that cl- uh, close enough? I mean, does that count? boxers
9: uh I, I don't know because there are rules for stickam too
3: unfortunately
0: yeah well i mean i mean if i was naked i'm sitting down the whole time Stickam wouldn't really be able to see that i mean i could be sitting here uh with my pants off right now and no one will alex, know.
1: i hope you get trapped in a room for three hours <laughs> with a spindly pale man <laughs> naked
0: what else you got alex anything else on your mind there was a uh a reply
9: and it said uh the mental image of Ian, Mark, and Julia all doing the show naked. At one point, Mark gets happy looking at Julia and Ian punches him in the face Mark overpowers Ian, but then Mark's wife runs in yelling, so this is what you do for a living, and <laughs> no, starts throwing care. microphones and stuff. <laughs> Julia, in the meantime, continues running the show as if nothing happened in the background.
0: By the way, uh, people have been asking about where Julia has been, and she's been very, very busy, took a vacation down to Florida, and she's expected to be on for at least a couple hours with us on Friday night. Thanks, Alex, for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259- 9231, and I'm not vivid. the kind of guy that's going to punch you for looking at my lady.
1: Viv- yeah, vivid imaginations here. Uh, there uh, you know, couple, uh, quite a few people uh, wouldn't be acting like that. First off, I'd be embarrassed. and wouldn't be ogling Ju- Julia. You wouldn't punch me in the face for ogling Julia if she was naked. My wife wouldn't oh, bust into the room and throw anything <laughs> because she'd be just like, you know, she'd see it, turn around, and go leave. cry. Yeah, well, she wouldn't cry. She'd no? just pack <laughs> her crap um, if, if that was uh, if she was upset about the situation. And uh, Julia probably but isn't would. at her
0: house. Maybe she'd make you pack.
1: Um, it's owned in the corporate uh, oh, okay. it, It's whoever holds the corporate <laughs> papers So she can take the papers and leave
0: <laughs> So there you go 800-259-9231 As we continue It is JC in Alabama You're on Free Talk Live Hello JC
10: Libertations.
0: Hey, what's on your mind?
10: Well, uh, this is my way of amping Free Talk Live Because I'll be a poor grad student in New Hampshire In two weeks Excellent. Wow,
0: congratulations Where are you uh, going to school? I'd rather have you move than amp any day
10: there you go. Uh, I'm going to be living in Hampton, going to school in Portsmouth. Oh,
0: cool. Right but uh,
10: I was on Podcast Alley, and noticing that the Muggles were only 12 votes behind uh, Free Talk Live, I went and I bit the bullet. To At a great mm-hmm. sacrifice to my mental stability, I listened to the last episode of Mugglecast.
0: Oh, yeah, I never heard any of their shows. What? Uh, how was it?
10: Well, you know, I, I don't really care to hear any more about Harry Potter. But, uh, I do, do, they do, from them. do they do it in an
1: English accent? Do they do it in an English accent, the show?
10: One of them is a Brit, yeah, um, okay. and the other ones are Americans, but they made an announcement this past episode that from now on, they will no longer be doing their show on a weekly basis.
0: Oh, It'll great. So whenever
10: they feel like Yeah, it. they're
0: going to fade out. They're exactly. done for. It's over. So
10: they're not competition anymore.
0: Awesome. Good to know. This will be their la- probably be their last month, really, uh, being competitive with us. Always good to hear the people fading out and uh, competition burning out. No competition for free talk. Well, actually, there's like 40,000 podcasts, so inevitably there'll be somebody else out there. There you but, go. Hey, thanks for the update. Uh, appreciate hearing from you tonight, JC. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's what happens though in the world of podcasting. You know, they get in, they play for a little while, and then they, you know, burn. They burn out and they go away. But the, then again, in the Harry Potter case, what the hell do you talk about? I mean, the, the series
1: is done. And right? the, the books movies. come out once every year or the, so? The books are done. It's over. Yeah, but uh, at that even uh, even up to that point.
0: The movies are still coming out, I guess. I suppose you could talk movie news,
1: but what else do you what else do you discuss? Well, the <laughs> the muggle cast is our has been our long been our nemesis on uh on uh, podcast alley and and I I would hate to see them go. <clears throat> but um yeah, there'll be somebody to come along. Keith and the girl generally hangs around uh, three and four, but uh, they are naming names of the competition. Mark, we're on the king of the we're the king of the hill. We're not supposed to name the name. I understand what you're saying, but they you know they're they're way down there, and it and it's it's a show completely unlike ours. But we still need your votes at vote.freetalklive.com. I actually
0: expect Free Minds TV to be our uh, biggest competitor soon. I will
1: um, slash their frickin' tires.
0: <laughs> I know we can we can't announce the good news this week, but uh, by next week, Nick, will we be able to? Yeah, I think that? we will we'll have some news Big story. next yeah, week Cool, so. cool cool we'll keep it right there and in the meantime you can go to freeminds.tv.com and get signed up for their members area if you like freeminds tv because you'll know the news first if you're a freeminds tv member right
7: yeah Free... yeah if you're on the member side you'll find out first
0: freeminds.tv.com as we continue gavin listening in the uk across the pond hello gavin
7: you are on the air gavin going once
0: gavin Hi. hello gavin what's on your mind tonight
11: Oh yeah, I just thought I'd touch base. It's been a while since I last phoned. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, basically, uh, we've got a, a, a well. I've, uh, today, I was pulled over by the police in the UK mm. in uh, good old Stoke-on-Trent, and um, uh, for, for not having car insurance.
0: Oh right, and is that, uh, That's one of those mandatory things over there.
11: Yep. In uh, in the UK, you have to have car insurance. It's the law. Got it. And uh, I bought my car insurance online. Um, I got my 10% discount. And as far as I was aware, I had my insurance. Oh, who now, dropped the ball? Well, it's uh, the fact that I I well I I can't recall having a uh, a certificate of insurance and uh you know life's busy when you when you have to work so hard to pay the taxes for the government sure. and so on and so forth and so therefore today i was paid i was pulled over by the, the police and because i didn't have insurance because uh the my transaction actually never went through and mm. and my account was completely clear and uh, my bank account was completely clear no problems in that respect and uh, Therefore, I, I've been uh, fined in effect two hundred pounds. Wow, wow, that's like $400. four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars, and uh, I've got six points on my license. We we've got a maximum of twelve before you get banned. So you're saying there was
0: some sort of um, screw up with the financial transaction in that the bank you never actually had the amount withdrawn from your bank, so the 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 transaction never went through. But you were just so busy you never even noticed because you're paying bills, you think it's paid, and you you just moved on. Is that am I understanding correctly?
11: That's pretty much it. You know, as a normal person, I've got a life, and uh, my life is, is very busy and uh yeah uh, you know but because of that life and because I didn't pay attention to my my account on mm. a religious basis and uh you know I didn't chase up the the, the company uh, because I didn't receive my my piece of paper that says I'm adequately insured and yeah. so on and so forth yeah. it's like well you know so so the government then pulls me over using the automated number plate recognition software which Really? have got yeah, it's, it's the advance on your CCTV cameras. Mm-hmm. And this is this is certainly a warning to everybody in the United States because I hear so uh, you know I do certainly listen to your show and Yeah,
0: they're talking uh, about doing it in New York City next uh, with these mounted cameras all over the city keeping an eye on every basically every intersection, I uh, essentially scanning all of the license plates that go through and picking people off.
11: Yeah, but they have them in the back of police cars now. Mm, okay. And uh, so, you know, you can have a police car that's just pulled o- uh, pulled over to the side and you drive past, and that's how I got caught. Now, rather than a, the, 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 the copper being a good public servant that I pay for in my tax, mm. what they do is they pull me over, uh, ask if I own the car, which uh, I've only owned for three weeks, which is why I've, uh, you know, got a, a new insurance policy, Um now, they, they they put me into the back of the car and go through all you know, <laughs> the negotiations with the insurance company, um, and uh, in effect, they say, well, sorry, you're not insured, uh, rather than me being allowed to say, well… I tell you what, I insure my, I, I'll insure my car whilst, whilst I'm in the back of your car. Yeah, I'll
0: make it good. Right. I, you know, I didn't. It was an honest mistake. Let me make it good for you. They don't even want to give you that opportunity because they'd rather get the money. And that is what it's all about. The police are nothing more than uh, revenue collections agents for the government. I, you know, what I recommend you do? Um, just as it, it's obviously too late. There's nothing you can do about this situation. But there's a really great um, Brit over there called the Anti-Terrorist, and he's got a YouTube channel. It's the Anti-Terrorist on YouTube, and he's got some really excellent. excellent... Excellent tips on how to deal with the police, not necessarily in a pullover situation, but just general tips about, you know, responding to police and asking them questions and things like that. It's very interesting, and I thank you for the call, Gavin. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Coming up, Texas students to be tracked. We'll tell you what that's all about in moments. It's Free Talk Live, Hour 2, on the way. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy all that on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Lots to cover tonight. Your calls are primary. We go right to, your, uh, wait, right to the calls. Jake is in Iowa. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jake. Jake, going once. I hear somebody. Oh, hi. Hey, you're on Hello. the air. What's on your mind, Jake? Hey.
12: Well, I was here just thinking and um I was on Justin TV and we were all getting excited watching Alex live. And I if you ever thought about it, have you ever put if you put Barack Obama and Joe Biden their last names together, if you do what you get is Obama Biden.
0: Uh huh. What's the, and, What's the point?
12: Okay, the Freemasons use symbols and words just like nine eleven equals emergency. Right. And and in Q, Obama, Biden, Osama, Barack Obama is the president, right? Uh, right. And, and Joe Biden is the vice president.
1: Not yet. So in Q, but...
12: yeah, not yet. What it, what it equals out to is Osama. Bin Laden or more like Obama Biden. Same thing.
0: Wow, sounds like you really come across something uh really critical there. Huh? What are you gonna what are you gonna do about that?
12: I'm gonna make bumper stickers and I'm gonna make yeah. T shirts.
0: There you go. Hey, maybe you can capitalize on it.
7: Now I have to ask, what's the uh I, I hear people talk about the Freemasons a lot that they're you know, they're behind the scenes with the New World Order. I, I know a number of Freemasons and I've done a lot of uh, all the mainstream credible research, you can find out a lot about the Freemasonry. It's it's really not as secret as some people think it is. And um, I haven't found anything that leads me to believe that they're actually a nefarious organization. I mean, after all, George Washington was a Freemason, and a, a number of the founding fathers were Freemasons, people who espoused the ideas of liberty and representative government, uh, which at its time was a new idea. So... Uh, most so you think close ideas, enough to
0: make that determination that the, they seem pretty okay?
7: I, yeah. I, I, I think most of the ideals of Freemasonry are are just that, you know, you be a good citizen, a, a good neighbor, you know. Jake, a, what do a you have to say to person. that?
12: Um, the all-seeing eye is on the dollar bill, and money is the ruler of all evil.
1: Yeah, well, but that doesn't address anything that, well, that
7: Nick said. That's the dollar bill That's, that we that's have a misquote
12: now. of the
1: Bible. That is not true. The money is not at the root of all evil. It's the love of money is the root of all evil.
7: I love money. Yeah, What's wrong yeah. with that? Okay, but... Okay, yes, I was wrong. Yeah. Okay, but that, right. that dollar bill, people cite that a lot. That dollar bill hasn't been around for for much of U.S. history. That is not the design that the dollar bill has had for most of U.S. history, so... If the country was set up as some kind of, you know, Illuminati experiment, they wouldn't have really... It, it doesn't really pan out. It's a little late. I, I understand the arguments uh, about the dollar bill, but um, I don't know. A lot of those symbols are, are can be used for things other than Freemasonry. Jake, your thoughts?
12: I just I'm like... I don't want to be enslaved anymore. I'm just sick of well, it. Just
0: I'm say no. I'm with you there. I will agree with you on that much. I don't know about all the, you know, the, the fringe kind of conspiracy theories because it doesn't really have much relevance. What I do know is a fact is that there are people, whether they call themselves masons or Illuminati or just government bureaucrats, I don't know what they call themselves. But they do want to rule over my life, and they do want to control the things that I do. It's those people that I oppose, not, and, and I oppose them on an individual basis based on the choices they make, not who they hang, with, uh, hang out with after hours and where they might go for their vacations. And I thank you for the call, Jake. 800 Ninety two thirty one. Certainly the desire that some people have to control others is what we're really talking about here. Right. It doesn't matter if their name's Obama or McCain or
7: Bush. They're all they're all people that want to control you. Certainly it is. But I think when you overreach, which I think is what you're doing when you're looking at Obama and Biden. Uh, the, the well, I think it's, I think it's st- over,
1: oversimplification to believe that there is a single enemy. Well, okay. you know, <laughs> there is not an one enemy to freedom. There no. are they are they are legion. Everybody yeah. out there seems to want to take away your freedom in some way or another, and they they haven't got together in a, in one big group. They may be in a, together in quite a few groups, but those
7: groups compete, and they're not going to have a very good shot at taking over the world if the people that they pick uh, to run, you know, to run their apparatus of the state. Uh, If they pick them based solely on their last name. I mean if people were born with these names <laughs> or if so you have to assume that they were groomed from birth to become the president and vice presidential candidate at a specific time and they yeah. have to plan it out that Dissert. precisely or if they
1: have uh, you know these backroom deals that are going on as we are uh, led to believe that they're leaking all the information I mean if these if this group is as dark and mysterious and nefarious as, as yeah. I, you know I've been told and led to believe and I'll tell you my mother be- will believe these stories Keep to it some quiet, extent quiet guys. Um Keep it quiet. yeah they would wouldn't Be leaking all this information. They wouldn't be writing books. Toll free number here is 800 259 9231.
0: You're welcome to comment on this or anything else. 800 259 9231. We continue with your calls about anything. It's Sam in Texas on the amp line. Hello, Sam. Sam on the amp line? Going once? Sam on the amp line? All right, we'll try it back a little bit later. Toll free number here, 800 259 9231. The story out of Texas. San Antonio, where court authorities will be able to track students with a history of skipping school under a new program requiring them to wear ankle bracelets with global positioning system monitoring. So, let's see, what kinds of people now have... The GPS tracking that they're being used. Okay, criminals that are on probation, some of those guys have the GPS tracking. We did hear now that the immigrants that are rounded up at the various different uh, immigrant raids or visits, as they're now being called, by the ICE people, the government people are now being monitored with the ankle bracelets when when they're let out. And now, uh, kids, your kids, if they're in the government school system, at least in San Antonio at this point, uh, maybe they don't like to go to school, which I don't blame them because government school sucks. Uh, if the government gets, you know, decides they've skipped too many times, then they get an ankle uh, monitoring bracelet. This is
1: how the government works. You can almost all, you can predict. At mm-hmm. least it's easy um, in retrospect to look at. Oh well, I should have guessed that. And in the case of uh, ankle bracelets for for habitual truants, not a surprise.
7: Well, and and the idea that public school is similar to prison is just reinforced by this program sure enough if you if you don't show up you end up with an ankle bracelet i mean it, it, it is similar to a jail sentence in a sense you don't have an option of whether you attend and uh right i i think this story just shows the extent that they'll go to to force you to comply with the attendance. So how many, uh, you know, we always talk about how government programs expand when they,
0: you create uh, right. this it's program. It's the closest
1: thing to uh, immortality is, uh, you know, government government programs. It's the closest <laughs> thing to it, <laughs> yeah. eternal on earth.
0: You, you create this government, they create this government program that expands out and it uh, begins to encompass more than it was originally intended to encompass, which is why when we first heard about the ankle bracelet thing happening, the co- first question is, well, who's going to get this next? Who's going to get it next? I mean, they've already been talking about putting cameras in in the homes of criminals. That's been uh, proffered by some of these so-called authorities in Texas. So how long until everybody's got a camera in their home? How long until
7: everybody's wearing a bracelet? I I mean, I I could play devil's advocate and say that school children, you know, houses where children are attending public school, the government could argue that they have a responsibility to look out for the welfare of that child or look at what's going on outside of school. And expand it to, you know, cameras or some kind of monitoring program to households of anyone who has children in public school, which is... A lot so of most people. mo I think most Americans with children.
0: Let's get a little more detail here from the Associated Press. At least one group's worried about the ankle bracelets infringing on students' privacy. A Bexar County Justice of the Peace said she anticipates about 50 students from four San Antonio area school districts likely to be the mostly hi- likely likely to be mostly high schoolers will wear the anklets during the 6-month pilot program announced Friday. So they're just testing this. You can expect this to expand out across Texas and the nation soon. Because, remember, bureaucracies borrow uh, bad ideas from one another. So once one bureaucracy gets away with it, the other people around the country have been watching closely and they decide, "Eh, no one's challenged it, let's try it here. And uh, the anklets, again, will be a six-month pilot program. The time the students wear the anklets will be decided on a case-by-case basis. She says, we're at a critical point in our time where we can either educate or incarcerate. We can teach them now or run the risk of possible incarceration later on in life. And I don't want to see the latter. She said students in the program will wear the ankle bracelets full-time and will not be able to remove them. You are owned lock, stock, and barrel by the state, kids. Whether or not you have the ankle bracelet on... It sounds like they're incarcerated
7: right now, right? That's what it sounds like. At the very least.
0: You can take control. Bring up whatever you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. They include, by the way, the archives, the wiki, the updates. (laughs) Giving it all away to you because that's the way a good talk show website should be. So head over and enjoy it all at freetalklive.com.
1: And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And we're all members, and I... Do ask you to go sign up. Freestateproject.org.
0: We'll continue here, get to your calls in a moment. Just want to finish up this story about Texas, San Antonio, where they're looking at a a pilot program. They're just testing for now, uh, where they're going to be outfitting youngsters, high school kids mostly, with anklets monitoring, GPS monitoring ankle ankle bracelets that they will be required to wear twenty four hours a day. The story here from the Associated Press said again, they'll be wearing the bracelets full time. They will not be able to remove them. Uh, they'll be targeting truant students with gang affiliations, those with a history of running away and skipping school, and those who've been through her court multiple times. She said when parents the judge, uh, students and parents must understand that attending school is not optional. When they fail to attend school, they are breaking the law. And indeed, uh, they've also held parents responsible for their kids not attending school. So somehow, if your high school kid is running away before the, the hours of the school begin, even if you aren't around to stop him from doing that, it's still your responsibility to make sure that uh, your kid attends the government high school.
1: Well, what if you go to work before the kid, too?
0: It doesn't matter. You are uh, responsible for his actions, apparently. Uh, maybe they'll start tracking the parents uh, before before you know it. Who knows? Students, uh, she said the electronic monitoring is part of a comprehensive program starting four, uh, f- that started four years ago to reduce truancy. And they're uh, apparently trying the same program in other areas with success. But Terry Burke, executive director of the ACLU, says requiring students to wear GPS bracelets full-time raises privacy concerns. So it'd be all right, I guess, with the,
7: with the ACLU if it was just, you know, part-time. And How would you even do that? You have yeah. to put the ankle bracelet on every day. I mean, that's uh, yeah, It's, that well, it's a lawyer's, it, it's a lawyer's
1: it job to argue against the, you know, the, the situation as it is, not to uh, invent yeah. new ones.
0: Well, so the lawyer from the ACLU says, "We're all for keeping kids in school, and we applaud any efforts to make that happen." But the privacy issue: what happens with the bracelet or ankle after anklet after school is out? Is that appropriate for the school or courts to know where and what this person is doing outside of school? I'd say the courts will back this up every single time because. There were some instances when I was in government school where certain things happened outside of school bounds, outside of the school bus, completely out of their purview, and they got involved. They got involved because
7: the government really does believe they own your kids. Oh, yeah. If your child gets in a fight outside of school, you know, not on the school bus or at the bus stop, even, but outside of school, yep. there are plenty of situations where they will. Step in, even if nothing actually occurred on school grounds.
1: They kicked me out of school for getting a felony charge. The best thing you can do if you... I'm not at school either. I mean, had nothing to do with school, but kick me out.
0: If you've got kids in the government school, you really need to ask yourself why you continue. Why do you keep putting up with this? Because it's just getting worse. As the police state continues to crack down... We're all going to become victims, and before you know it, they'll be monitoring everybody. You, we had the guy call in earlier about the, the raid today. They raided another business and rounded up 600, almost 600 so-called suspected illegal immigrants. And during the raid, they gave blue armbands, apparently, to the American citizens, whoever they were able to identify as American citizens, gave them a blue armband. So how long is it going to be before all Americans have to have a tracking bracelet on to make... Sure that you know if you've got a tracking bracelet on, then we know you're an American. anybody that doesn't have a bracelet on could be a terrorist or an immigrant or a drug dealer well
7: I, I think they will use that argument for things like r f i d chips either in driver's licenses like they want to do with the real i d program because mm-hmm. they can make the argument that hey, well, it's really hard to tell who's legitimately an American citizen, and their claim is that it's very hard to fake these these new IDs with the RFID chips. I'm sure it's nonsense.
1: very – it's, it's their claim that it's very hard to fake $100 bills, too, but uh, the fact is yeah. counter, counterfeiters oh. can fake anything, and it's it's silly to think otherwise. It's it's absolutely nonsense.
7: The new passports with, with the RFID chips in them – have already been cracked. I mean, they were able to do it, I think, in about five minutes in the UK. <laughs> I'll
1: tell you, it wouldn't, it wouldn't take me that long to, to crack the IFR, uh, the RFID chip in my passport. I'd just go down to my uh, basement and get a hammer. There you go. That's what I hear works.
7: Well, Well, when I say crack, I mean, they were able to put... Uh, you know, a fake profile on a, on a chip that was in the passport. So when I, when I say
1: crack, I'd break oh, it with a hammer. Oh, well, yeah, okay. we got that.
7: <laughs> but but they can create a fake ID in about five minutes flat because the software is right. out there. The hackers get their hands on the software, and. When you can do stuff with source code, which I certainly can't, but when you can do stuff directly in the code, uh, you can pretty much make the software do whatever you want. Yeah, and you can
0: better believe that the people that want those services, terrorists or drug dealers or whoever it is that are the enemies of the state, are going to know exactly who to go to to get those kinds of services. They won't have to know the source code. They'll hire somebody and get get the job done, just like fake IDs have been made forever. This is just the new version of the fake ID silly governments think they can actually stop the uh, the crackers out there do they really believe it do they really think that their uh, technology
7: will be unsurpassable they i think they believe they can track those who comply which is the vast majority of people they're going to be able to track the general populace and exert control over them much easier with, with these you know with they'll know where right. you are at all times basically
0: and if you're not if your kid is not in the government indoctrination camp they will know about it and they're going to come to see you You understand that? Because, again, parents are held responsible for the location of their kid during the school day get them the hell out of those government schools because it's just, first of all, it's just indoctrination, number one. I mean, the judge in this case says, well, it's, uh, she says the priority's looking for the good of making these children accountable. It's for the concern of these children getting an education. But we know that kids don't get a real education at government school. They get the basics, and they get trained to be little obedient serfs. That's the kind of education they're getting. They're getting indoctrinated into the ways of the state and the ways of being obedient to so-called authority. There's no real reason whatsoever to send your kids to government school, unless you want them to be a little slave
7: I when mean, they grow up. If you can't afford private school and you can't do homeschooling, I think that students should make an effort to show up and get what they can if out you of it. And, and don't don't have be a kid as involved,
1: as, as, involved as possible with the school. Ask questions. Um, you know. You know. Talk to your kid about what <laughs> they're being taught. Uh, have your kid ask questions. All these things. Uh, you know. Monkey wrench.
7: The, yeah. If you the ask system. too many questions, they'll kick your kid out. <laughs> That that's possible. I am not I'm not going to say kids should skip government school simply because it's government school. Um, I, I think they should attend and try to make the best of it. Some are
1: better than others. Um, Drop there's, out. There's, there's no <laughs> there's well, no doubt about that. Do that. But um you yeah. know and I I can't say that I didn't get anything out of my uh you know 10th, 11th, 12th grade years, but you know, because I, I certainly did, but I, you know, I wonder how much value some of it is, um, you know, compared yeah. to a G, compared to a GED and working full time.
0: Let's go to your calls here and try Sam again. Speaking of a man that knows how to ask questions of bureaucrats, Sam in Texas from the Obscure Truth Network here on Free Talk Live.
13: Hey, gentlemen. Hey. What's on your mind I, tonight? I I went back into uh, court today, and this is the last time I was there. This was for another pre-trial uh, court hearing in Plano. The last time the uh, police or the man wearing the police uniform uh didn't remember if he swore an oath to uphold the constitution the bill of rights and later came back and said you know he he doesn't care about all that
0: right uh you were going to give us the update here in a moment hang on sam we're going to bring you back if you didn't see the video uh, sam did get footage of the cop telling him yeah what i didn't sign it i don't remember signing anything or swearing an oath and Basically blowing off the entire concept of swearing an oath of allegiance to their own constitution. All of that's uh, available at obscuretruth.com. We'll continue with Sam here. He went back to court today. We'll find out what happened. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at Amp.FreeTalkLive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at Amp.FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again freetalklive.com. dot com and those features include the wiki with over seventeen hundred pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com, get interactive for free. It's wiki.freetalklive.com. dot com. Travel less and meet online. Try WebEx for free. Go to WebEx dot com and enter the promo code six hundred to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx W E B E X dot com. Promo code is six hundred to start your free trial of WebEx today. As we continue Sam is on the amp line, calling from Texas, Sam from the Obscured Truth Network at obscuretruth.com Many of our listeners are familiar with what you've been up to for the last few months of your life. And uh, if you could, just bring our new listeners up to speed with what is you do when it comes to the courtrooms of America that maybe is a little bit different from most people?
13: Sure. So uh, what I've done is uh, – well, I've, went, I've found uh, Mark Stevens' Adventures in the Land. And what he suggests is – to go into the courts and ask questions uh, mm-hmm. that really point to the legitimacy and the jurisdiction and the authority of the court itself and their ability to bring some of these charges against people where there is no victim, where it's statute or code-based, and they, they don't really have the constitutional authority or the um, case law backing them up in, in their actions, and they just kind of gloss over some of those subjects.
0: Got it. So okay. you're asking questions that are really going to make them kind of uncomfortable because they're about they're questions about the nature of the actual system itself and the trial and all of the things that they're presenting you with, uh, and they don't want to answer these questions.
13: They don't. And so today I went back. Last time they kind of roughed me up a little bit and didn't let me into the court because I had a camera despite uh, – mentioning that I'm exercising Article One, Section Two of the Texas Constitution, which is a right to revolution clause that says I can alter reform or abolish the government in any manner I deem expedient. And I told them, look, this camera is the manner I deem expedient to abolish government courts and that mm-hmm. fits within your statute, but they didn't really care about that.
3: Yeah, they don't right. care about that crap.
13: So today I went back and, well, things were a little bit different. The first thing we noticed, there were about 20 people in line or so who all had an 830 appointment for uh, the pretrial hearing. And they had posted some new signs up that said, no filming beyond this point. And this is the (laughs) hallway where they pushed me out of last time and said I couldn't film.
0: Yeah, that sounds familiar. I actually had kind of a similar situation in Manchester when I visited uh, the jail there. We all went out for a trip to see one of the activists or to see the jail that one of the activists was in uh, here in New Hampshire. And I went into this little holding room with my video camera. They told me that I couldn't go in with a video camera. I said, well, there's no sign that said that. They trapped me in there for a quarter of an hour, and they then they let me out. And then somebody went there like a week later, and sure enough, there was a no-camera sign up on the door at that point.
13: And that's the way government operates. Anytime somebody does something that they don't like or that they don't approve of, it doesn't matter what the law says or what the Constitution says about free press and the First Amendment. Uh, They're just going to make up new rules and do whatever they want. And that's why you end up with people who end up boxed in a corner and going into city councils and shooting the mayor.
3: It happens. It's
13: it's sad. Um, Okay, so the other thing I noticed was it was the same – court officer, apparently, you know, him not, not remembering if he swore an oath isn't a problem for uh, for these people, but he had a... Right, of... you
0: brought this to the attention of the city council, you let them know, you showed them the footage, and none of them got back to you, clearly nobody's interested in making any uh, changes or addressing this issue.
13: I also filed a complaint with the police department naming this officer, they're reviewing it now, and I've also written another letter following up saying, look, why haven't you guys contacted me here? uh yeah, my videos have already replaced all of the, the all of your videos in searches <laughs> for uh, Plano police and city council and Plano in general. So
3: mm-hmm.
13: they're going to sit there for a long time. You know, you guys get to end the story however you want, and right now you're not looking too good. And they they've ignored that one as well.
1: Well, I thought they sent back a a, a terse reply that says we support our police officers.
0: No, I haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> okay,
1: I, I saw some kind of reply to something about that. Uh, it was like one sentence.
0: Yeah, you did get an email back from some bureaucrat, but that was after you'd sent another email. They never responded to your initial appearance and request for response. Oh,
1: oh right.
13: No, right. the the email, uh, the letter I got back was from the police saying, if you want, you can come and file a complaint, and they've mailed me the complaint form. Gotcha. So I went ahead and obliged him on that, and that's the only response that I've seen from the city.
0: So you showed up today for a trial for uh, several tickets, all in one. Is that right?
13: Yeah, for two tickets together. Uh, they actually had separate uh, appearance times at 8:30 and 9:30, but the judge just went ahead and combined them because I guess it's easier for him. Uh, I asked the court, or the, I asked the guy checking in, uh, are, "Are you a police officer today, or, or uh, you know, who who are you?" And he just wasn't answering any questions. Mm-hmm. Just spouted off, you know, turn off your phone, and tried to hand me the, the state-approved options that they want the the subjects to follow. And uh, we walked away, didn't go into the court right away after I checked in, and the two, the observer and the officer that checked me in, did a little powwow, and then the observer went into the courtroom and sat down. Later we went in, and I noticed he while I was checking in, he picked up the phone and said, you know why I'm calling. Mm-hmm. And she said, yep, and then they hung up the phone. Weird. <laughs> So when I walked in the courtroom, there were two extra police standing at the back of the courtroom, mm. just observing.
3: So they were ready and, for you.
13: Yeah, and the observer was sitting in the back row, so I took a seat directly next to him, <laughs> and he was typing away on his phone, and I kind of looked over, and he didn't appreciate that too much. The uh, The judge finally calls me up, and he's, he basically starts off, what do you want to plea, and I try to explain, I want to ask questions, you know, I I can't enter a guilty plea without knowingly voluntarily and willfully uh, entering a plea with full understanding of the nature and cause of the charges. That's and, by their uh, own
0: rules. That's what their code that's says. That's what their
13: Supreme Court has said is required for someone to enter a plea. Uh, so the judge tells me, you know, he's not going to answer my questions. I can file motions. I said I did. You did. You were telling me that the purview of government doesn't apply to this group of men and women bringing the complaint who claim to be government. Uh, how that works? Uh, that's amazing to me. Um, he just he's refused to. To acknowledge anything that could be damaging to the
1: state's case. So this is your your day in court on a traffic ticket, and they won't talk to you. They won't answer questions. Right. I mean, they, they, shut up and pay your damn fine. And is all answer, they have
0: to say, they wouldn't answer the questions at the hearing either. It's the disgusting. arraignment where he was attempting to a- ask these questions about the nature of the trial. And normally, Sam, when people go into court for an arraignment, they're told they can either plead guilty or not guilty, or there's usually some other. There's no, no con- contest. Yeah, no contest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they they usually just pick one of those three without asking any questions. And then it's presumed that because you're choosing one of those options that you already know about the nature and the cause of the uh, the proceedings against you. They just presume all that. So you were trying to actually take this through step by step and ask a bunch of questions to really clarify that for yourself. But apparently their own rules don't matter to them. They're, they just waive them at any old time they want to, and they just roll right over top of you and, and railroad you. That's what's been going on this whole time, and you're saying it continued today
13: yeah and the judge was nice enough to point out that there's all these people waiting in the uh, in the courtroom for their pretrial, and uh, how dare me take up their time now So wait, was this a pretrial
0: or a trial? This
13: is still pretrial,
0: so they never actually scheduled the trial. Not yet, okay,
13: because I had never entered a plea at this point,
0: because so they kept um, looping around and going back to rescheduling the pretrial because you would never actually consent to entering the pre the plea they kept coming out with you or they kept coming out with paperwork and trying to hand it to you to try to get you to sign to schedule a trial and to to basically to consent to their entire system. But when you refused to consent, they just would reschedule the pretrial and they'd try all over again, which is what they were doing today, right?
13: Yeah, or or I would have questions that they couldn't answer right then, so we had to reschedule and come back a couple times. That happened. But something I noticed today that was really amazing to me, the judge used the audience against me, and Whitney, one of the other activists Mm. and uh, Free State Project members, was sitting in the the, uh, audience, and she hears them snickering, the audience people rolling their eyes, and, oh, why doesn't he just flee? And...
0: Right, they're gonna to try to make it look like you're the one that's wasting their time. That it's because of right. you, Sam, that they have to sit there longer in their court. But they're the Who one that keeps said demanding
13: twenty people for the same appointment. Hang on, make that judge. point again
0: in a moment. I, I kinda of missed that. We're gonna bring it back. 800-259-9231. It's these government people that are demanding his presence. They're the ones that brought him there in the first place. It's their responsibility. More coming back. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy them all on us. And if you like Free Talk Live one and you want to support work, what we're doing, please become an amplifier. For three bucks a month. It's all we're asking for, and it gives you some perks. You get access to the amp only call in lines, the chat room, forum, and more. And most importantly, that money comes in and gets reinvested into the show, getting free talk live on more radio stations across the country and bringing more internet listeners on board and therefore more people discovering the message of freedom and liberty. And talking about, of course, uh, right now, we've got Sam on the line uh, from the Obscured Truth Network. Sam, who is an amplifier. And again, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Uh, But Sam, you've been doing some amazing work over the last several months of your life as the Blue Light Gang, as uh, you like to call them, and I I happen to like that term as well, as the Blue Light Gang uh, pulled you over and they ticketed you for speeding. You were obviously safe. There was nobody in danger at that time. But that's what they're all about—is generating revenue. They thought you were just like everybody else, and they were just picking on yet another uh, pushover citizen. But you decided to go in and take matters into your own hands. Actually, ask some really important questions about the nature and cause of the uh, the charges and the proceedings against you in the court. The judge did not want to answer those questions. They tried to railroad you into signing an agreement that would schedule a trial for the speeding ticket, which you refused to do. And so they rescheduled the pretrial hearing. So you went to the rescheduled hearing today. Was this the second time it had been rescheduled or the first time it had been rescheduled?
3: This
13: would be the, for ticket number one, this was the third pre-trial. For ticket number two, it's the first one that I've actually made it into the court. The last time was when they attacked me for having a camera.
0: So they keep trying to get you rescheduled to come in for this pre-trial hearing so they can actually set a a trial date and railroad you further through the system, but you aren't giving your consent at any point in the process, and today you went in again, uh, and you were just about to tell us that they started to, they tried to use the audience of 20 or 30 people that Was sitting there. Many of them waiting for their pre-trials. They tried to use them against you. Can you get into that?
13: Yeah, I mean, think about it. When you go to the doctor, does the doctor set 20 people for the same appointment time? No, no. Because they they would leave. They would not use that doctor if you're sitting there kept waiting. But the courts do that all the time. See and he was able to use that against me. So anybody that asks questions that takes longer than they should, the audience is going to get mad at them, mm-hmm. and the judge is going to be able to use that as leverage against the person. Uh, and if you think about it, on the other hand, if they actually spaced out the appointment times, they gave each person five or ten minutes, then the judge might actually be waiting. And since the courts were set up for his benefit, um right you know he he doesn't want, he shouldn't have to be kept waiting and it's the subjects who should sit out there as long as necessary until he's ready to call them forward to uh mm-hmm. to be judged before him and and so that that's really what happened today and he turned that against me and next time I'm uh you know I learned from it I'm going to recommend a time management class for uh, any judge that wants to call me out like that
1: well you know dude <laughs> so he said something to the effect of you're making all these people wait
13: yeah, he's like, well, we've got other cases, and he points to them, and I turn around. And you're making them wait. Yeah, did you say you're it. making them you're, wait? You're this forcing is a third them to be here, time. and you're making
1: them wait. This is the third I did. time. I did
13: start to point that out and, and correct his language. Anytime he said, you're doing this, I said, I'm not the one demanding this, sir. You are.
0: Right. You're, you're only there because you're afraid there are going to be men with guns who will come to your house and force you to come there at the threat of violence. That's why you're showing up voluntarily time and time again. Right. Yeah,
13: and I told him at one point uh that he was planning to lock me in a cage, and he <laughs> that was the most foreign term to him. He just could not comprehend what I said to him it i I don't even remember how he answered it, but he really Please. stumbled with that a cage, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you are threatening me if I don't you know continue so you know it was clear that he was not going to answer my question, so I just went straight to probably one of the key questions, which is uh you know who are you here representing? Mm. And of course he answers I'm the judge. And I said, "Well, I'm not asking your title, sir. Thank you, <laughs> but who, on whose behalf are you appearing?" "Well, I'm the judge of the Plano Municipal Court." "Sir, I don't I I understand your title is the judge. I'm asking you, who are you here representing?" And he just kept giving me the, the his title. And so finally I asked, "Okay, tell me this. What name is in the top corner of your paycheck?" <laughs> That's who you're representing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to
0: answer that question, sir. Yeah, we all know the answer. You're yeah, the freaking so, government. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
7: it seems funny I, to me he wouldn't answer the question because everybody, I mean, everybody knows the answer to the question anyway. Right. There's no point in trying to pretend it was He's a good not question paid by the government. Yeah. So what well, you got? And that? if he
13: does answer it, it opens up the next question of okay. If you work for the state and it's the state bringing the case against me, how is that not a conflict of interest, sir? Right,
0: and he—that's why he doesn't want to answer it. I mean, these guys know what direction you're going in, and they're very, very cautious about how they answer, if at all, your questions.
13: Yeah, and he didn't answer my question. He uh, forced me into a plea. He said that I was refusing to plea, and again, you know, I, I started this thing out saying, "Look, I'm ready to plead guilty," but the the plea. Uh, the plea requirements say that it has to be knowingly, willfully, and voluntarily, and mm-hmm. I'm not there yet, so let's get there. But he wasn't really interested <laughs> in following what his uh, higher court said.
0: So they, they entered a plea for you again. This is not the first time they've entered a plea for you. What was different? Did anything happen differently this time? Did they try to get you to sign something, or what, what happened?
13: What, this was actually the first time they've entered a plea in this court, and the other one they entered a plea, but that one's over and done with.
0: I see. Um, that was the one that he, you paid. Okay, got yeah, it.
13: Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, it's a little confusing with all three of them. Um, he generated paperwork for, he set a jury trial, and he kept trying to say, I'm going to set you for a jury trial, and I kept correcting him, sir, I'm not setting a jury trial, I'm not demanding one, you are, so it's not my trial. It's, it's yours.
3: yours.
0: Yep.
13: and then he would repeat again well uh, this is your trial uh, no sir nope. it's not my trial your demand and he just couldn't I get love it through that I
0: really like that viewpoint it's something that've I've been adopting you know whenever they say something making sure you're saying it's your government it's your trial it's your ticket you know this bureaucrat I had an encounter with a bureaucrat today and actually the the video is going to be up at freekeen.com a little bit later tonight and it was the same sort of situation where you make a make a point of separating yourself completely from their system and I think you do a real good job of it but obviously it doesn't stop them from enacting violence on you which is you know what they do that's what they do best
13: exactly it's the only they, thing they, they can they're do they're willing to proceed whether you understand or consent or not and uh they don't they don't even care um so he i i had walked away i I told him i thought his actions were disgusting and I walked away he's like are these your paperwork are these your papers and he had set the two court appearances on top of the folders I set on the bench, and I said no, and then he, I realized the folders were up there, and I'm like, oh, shoot. So I ran up to get those, and some of the audience people were laughing at me, but ah, I don't care.
1: Yeah, whatever. Well, uh, They're irrelevant. You, you, have to, yeah, you have to be prepared for it. Um, the fact is you're not going to win this case. You're only going to win on an appeal, and that's uh, the Mark Stevens uh, system anyway.
13: Yeah, so I have posted everything over in Mark Stevens' forum, and I'm saying, okay, guys, here's where i'm at what do you recommend to really give them a shot at Uh, doing everything they can. That's
0: that's adventuresinlegalland.com. There is a forum there, and uh, yes, it's uh, it's an interesting place, and of course Mark Stevens, it's an interesting approach, and it doesn't guarantee success. I think from what I understood of Mark's book, Adventures in Legal Land, is that when you use these techniques, when you ask these questions that are designed to box the government bureaucrats in into a very uncomfortable position, they will do one of two things. They will either lash out and put you in a cage, or they will just throw the case out, and you'll be done. So you have an Actually Sam hasn't to, had that happen. Right? You haven't actually gotten to either one of those ends, but eventually, that's what is is going to occur. One of those two things uh, will happen, from what I understand.
13: Yeah, uh, yeah I, I would concur with that. Well, if they're so, if they're able
1: to stonewall long enough, most people will buckle, and um, that's essentially what happened right. uh, with you uh, the first time, right, Sam?
13: Yeah. Except uh, it, it is. Well, I mean, we talked about it, and I just decided it was better for it the was either that My life.
1: Yeah. To pay. <laughs> And jail didn't seem like the good option at that point.
13: And that judge was really out of control. This one's at least keeps his emotions in check and uh, huh. kind of deals on a professional, somewhat professional basis if there's honor among
0: thieves. So how did you end up leaving the courtroom?
13: Uh, I grabbed my papers and just left their uh, forms up there. And he said, well, then if you don't want, the, want to sign for it, then you can uh, appear based on the verbal statement. And he stated off the court dates for the two ticket numbers and uh i i told them i thought it was uh i think i said disgusting or something and then i i as i passed the two police officers standing at the back i told them that uh it was ridiculous or something like that mm-hmm. shameful or you know something and uh we left and, and that was
0: it so they're going to send you paperwork cuz you're not really sure when the uh, the trial is going to be
13: who knows? I got another registered letter in the mail. I'm sick and tired of going to the post office. I've been up there five times because the postal carriers too lazy to even come up to the door once. Mm-hmm. FedEx and UPS will do it three times, but not the U.S. government's mail. Right. Uh, so this time, when I found one in the mail today, I just wrote return to sender and put it back. And <laughs> I, I'm sick and tired of the. So the you form. are. So are
0: you prepared for them to come and uh, and get you at your house then? I mean, because if you, if you know they'll they'll say that if you didn't get the registered mail, then you know warrants out for your arrest. You didn't know when your trial was. They might come and get you. You are uh, you are aware of that, right? I,
13: I'm I'm figuring that out. Whitney and I had a huge argument about that on the way home, so I don't know yet.
0: All right, let us know when you what you decide and how it all goes. And Sam, always appreciate the updates. Thank you for the call tonight? Okay. More on the way. Hour three is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the cai toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We'll get right back to your calls here. But real quick, an update from Denver. Not because I care about what's going on politically, I, I don't. Give a flip about the Democrats or the Republicans, any of that nonsense. I care about what's going on outside of the convention with the protesters. As we reported to you last week, the Denver police were found to have been plotting to lock up protesters in a warehouse prison, a uh, temporary holding facility, which uh, very, very sounded very similar and looked very similar to what happened to many a thousand peep, thousands of people during the Republican convention back in 2004, where people in were New York. yeah were warehouse some of them for up to 50. 50- Hours with little access to food or water or bathrooms, and it's just was just awful concentration camp like conditions so far we haven 't heard as to whether or not has actually whether or not anyone have has been uh, put into this warehouse prison yet, but Nick, you do have an update on some of the things that are going on in the streets there in denver
7: yeah, um there was a, a peaceful protest and it 's the Huffington Post reporting on this, and there were some American news project reporters actually in the crowd of protesters. Um, And you can see the whole video. It's up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was a crowd of peaceful protesters. Um, They were simply marching. They weren't blocking traffic or anything like that, from what you can tell in the video. And um, what the police ended up doing there was actually, uh, which they've done before, according to some of the reports, is actually boxing the protesters in. So they'll be walking down the street in between, Mm -hmm. obviously, tall office buildings, and the police will block off in front of them with a line of riot police, and then they'll block off behind so the protesters can't go anywhere. Yeah, and they trap them in there for two hours.
0: Right, and it doesn't matter if you are a protester or if you are just a businessman walking down that section of street. You are trapped. They're not going to just hold you there just because you have a sign in your hand. If you were on that particular section of street at that time... You are going to be held by the police. That's exactly what happened in New York City four years ago.
7: Yeah, and I mean, this group looked like a a peaceful protest group. Obviously, some people are making claim, and, and it is true. There are certain protest groups... That will destroy property. They will, you know, directly confront the police and seek out confrontation. In many
0: cases, they are agents provocateurs. They're actually police working undercover to try to stir
7: up violence. Yeah, but in this case, the protesters—it didn't appear that they were looking for trouble—and the police were really the ones who. There's made documentation
1: it. of your the claim you're making, by the way. There's of the, the provocateurs. Yeah, yeah, so yes, a great yeah. deal of it.
7: And uh, oh, at the Denver this, convention? It, no, no, just well, generally No, no the protests. Okay. I hadn't. I hadn't heard specifically. I wouldn't be surprised if it was going on in Denver. But in this case, it was the police that turned a very peaceful situation that was, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, you know, you would think it would be protected by free speech. And it, it, it is. But uh, unfortunately, the government doesn't recognize that anymore. They turned what was, was a peaceful protest where people were simply expressing right. you know, their dissatisfaction either with candidates or specific issues and policies that the United States has. They turned that into a very confrontational Setting where then protest- you know protesters began shouting at police, and you know understandably when you corner people, you sure. box them in and start spraying them with mace i mean the police oh that were happened doing as well that. yes and you could see the police weren't just using regular cans of mace they were using the big uh bear Industrial, mace cans yeah, okay. that, you, that you see uh marketed for hikers and stuff uh they were just macing people for no real apparent reason
0: because they can Are and they all in black could you see their faces the police they,
7: oh no they were in black and they were wearing their right. you know their shield their, their face shield no name tags that sort no, of thing and it really it it highlights for me the importance of carrying a camera if you're going to be at an oh, event yeah. like this because there were the two reporters were actually in the crowd, and they were there for several minutes videotaping,
0: but... Did they let them out? Because that's what they, happened in D.C. They Or not D.C., New York. They actually let press people out of this uh, situation. That's
7: exactly what they did at the end. And then they actually pushed them down around the corner... The press? So, they, so they couldn't film So it? they couldn't film. They were trying wow. to film, and the police said, you need to move. And they mm-hmm. didn't... You know, they weren't asking. They were telling them they had to move, and obviously they didn't they didn't pause the, in this case because of the cameras because there are other regular people in the crowd with cameras but they were very concerned about getting actual you know press right. people who could get that on tv Quickly. out of the crowd and around the corner. You're
0: saying this This video is... You can see much of this happening in the video. It's at Huffington Post, was it?
7: Uh, the Huffington Post put this out. I I, I believe it's also on YouTube under okay. Police Trap Peaceful Protesters in Denver.
0: It sounds totally by the book. I mean, if the book was written in 2004 at the Republican Convention in New York City, this sounds totally by the book. The story that, that we had read on the air and actually recapped a few weeks ago was about a gentleman that was, uh, again, blogging about his experience. They were walking down the street... They made, they made a point of being on the sidewalks because they didn't want to be... Uh, again, many of these protesters are very concerned about being arrested. And they didn't want to be seen as disrupting traffic or anything like that. So they made a special effort to be on the sidewalks. They were just playing instruments, walking down the street. And the cops came in. They came, again, on both sides of the street. They wrapped uh, orange construction kind of uh, fencing around... or they, they, I guess they pulled that across the street with several police officers and closed them in took them all off to the concentration camps.
7: Yeah, in this case, the police ended up shutting down the street entirely. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you were concerned about the protesters blocking traffic, they were moving down the street. In this case, the police blocked off that street for a couple of hours, and really, they just don't want you to speak your opinion. I mean, if if you're dissenting and they don't like you uh they're just going to shut you down and if that's you're not really part of the system i mean you
1: can you can say anything as long as you're part of the the system but if you're not part of the system well you know, i thought it. protesting was part of the system no sorry uh, we yeah, were wrong yeah they,
7: they they yeah you're you're always told well if you don't if you don't like it and you don't think voting's going to do anything you know go out on the street corner and hold a sign but yeah. you're you're very likely to be maced, even if you're doing nothing illegal, nothing, nothing yep. wrong. Because, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, these people may have been violating the law in Denver. Because, oh, what, but like protesting without a permit or, or something? Outside, they have this big free speech cage, basically. Right. It's a big pen. where pre- Free speech zones, where, as they call them. Right, where apparently the Constitution only applies in this tiny <laughs> cage, and the rest of Denver is no longer Who America guessed. for some <laughs> reason. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, really your right to free speech just doesn't mean now what it meant even a few years ago because, honestly, back in the 1990s, you probably wouldn't have seen such blatant abuses and... The police. State you wouldn't have been able advance. to see them.
0: I mean, if they happened in the 90s, you wouldn't have necessarily have been able to see them because nobody had camera phones back then. Yep. And so it's it's things like YouTube and the proliferation of technology that have really started to to transfer the the control and the power back to the individual. It hasn't happened fully yet, but the more people have cameras, the more people have audio recorders, the the better off we're going to be. I agree with that
1: entirely.
7: And that's that's something that needs to be done now because if if yes. people wait to take action. You know, or they just want to lie low and keep their heads down and, you know, because they're scared about maybe, you know, drawing some heat to themselves, I we're not going to slow this down or turn yep. it around and... One day you're never going to be able to speak out. You're not going to post a youtube We are
0: never going to get anywhere by cowering in fear over what the government might do. Because to you individually. Because we know what's coming. We know that the government is getting bigger, more intrusive, more oppressive. We talked earlier about how school kids are being given uh forced to wear GPS monitoring uh bracelets, that people are being businesses are being raided over immigration. People are being forced to wear blue armbands to identify themselves. I mean this is madness. There was a twenty watching V for Vendetta last night, right, which is this kind of dystopian film, which is excellent. If you haven't seen it, you should probably you should probably go watch it. But in that film, they have a curfew, and their curfew in that film is from 1030 at night to 5 in the morning or 530 in the morning. And I was thinking, well, you know, that's not too shabby compared to that town in Georgia that last week had a 24-hour curfew, and I actually haven't heard if they've lifted it yet or oh, not. Oh, was
7: that, Ar- Arkansas, I believe yeah, that right. Ar-
0: Arkansas, Yeah, Arkansas, down south.
7: Yeah, it's... 24 hours! Yeah, we're going, we're, we've are going. we gone a lot further from from the ideas of freedom and liberty than I think a lot of people expected, and it happened much more quickly than I think a lot of people expected. And where we're going to be in ten years really depends on what people are doing today. So Absolutely. If if people aren't going to take action and they're just you know they're just going to keep ignoring it, uh, it, it's going to get worse and it's going to get a lot worse a lot faster. So the time is really now yeah, to, and, to take action and. and Try to delegitimize the state.
0: Okay? That's what I'm working towards doing here, and a number of the the activists here in the Keene area at FreeKeene.com are working toward. And it's, it's, you don't just need those cameras and those audio recorders when it's a protest. You need to have them at almost all times at this point. Anytime you are going to interact with a bureaucrat... Have a video camera with you. Have an audio recorder with you. Whatever's practical in that situation. I had one with me today when a uh, keen city code enforcement bureaucrat showed up to harass me about my, uh, my property. And I had my camera, and I pulled it out. He didn't like it. We'll share the more with that uh, coming up here in moments, but your calls come first. Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We give them away because that's the way a good talk show site should be. Those other hosts, they don't get it. They charge people for access to their sites. Ours is free. So enjoy uh, on us at freetalklive.com. Those features include updates. Get signed up at updates.freetalklive.com, and you'll know first what's going on with Free Talk Live. Let's go to your calls. Talk to Mike in Brooklyn. You're on Free Talk Live, Mike.
14: Mike? Hey, Ian. Hey there. How's it going? Just great. What's um, on your mind? We had, had a caller on uh, Saturday. He was alluding to Hispanic voters voting for Hispanics and uh, black voters voting for blacks. Yeah. But And he seemed to be a little worried that, you know, that might be the way that it's going. And you may mention that, uh, you know, uh, it might be because that, they were in power for so long or they were the majority for so long and they, had, they enjoyed the fruits of the democratic process.
1: I think that was uh, me making that point. I think I might have made that point, but whatever. Okay.
14: Well, you know, I, I wanted to say to that caller that, you know, um, if you're humble when you're in the majority, then you don't have to worry about it if you're in the minority. Humility goes a long way. And he sounded pretty scared. And yeah. I was kind of shocked that he sounds so scared because, you know, if you do good things by me, and I, I am a black man, mm-hmm. um, then you shouldn't have to worry about how we would go.
0: Yeah, I, I'm Goodbye. with you, man. Obviously, he's somebody that supports the system, the status quo as is. He likes the fact that he's in the uh, the majority, and he's never had to deal with a situation where he would be in a minority in a Democratic situation. And when you can, I guess, when they uh, when you see that looming on the horizon, when you see as they were talking about the statistics, I guess, or that Hispanics and uh, and Blacks are going to become the majority by like 2040 or something like that. So when somebody who's in his position, who's been in this power uh, master position, Position over everybody else in the majority because he's in the majority and everyone else is in the minority then he's seeing it you know the writing on the wall saying your time is over soon the the, uh, the tides are going to change the pendulum is going to swing in a different direction and soon you will be told what to do by the people that you've been telling what to do for the longest time and this is the the bad part of this is what is terrible about democracy is the minority always suffers at the hands of the majority whoever they are and so that's basically it was his response to seeing that coming
1: down the way hey this is democracy buddy that's how it works it's it's fair it's just it's legitimate because you've said so all your life Mm. well it's not fair it's not just it's not legitimate but uh it won't get there of course i don't think it'll last that long the question i i had for the gentleman was what the hell are we supposed to do about it i mean are we going to kick all the black and hispanic people out of the country no how about a dictatorship before it comes how about incarceration Mm. i mean what are we supposed to do well, I'm not going to do uh, anything. No, well, it's we, not we me as uh, white people, I guess. I yeah, mean, I don't just like that. We—that's you know, not me. That's, I'm an individual. I understand what okay. you're saying, but. Mike.
14: And you know, what, my 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 whole point was that was that he the way he looked at it, he forgot that at one point white people were the majority here in this country, and they were Native American, And what happened to them?
1: Mm-hmm. Nothing good.
14: Nothing good, right? Yeah. And I supposedly. If you believe what the schools indoctrinate us with, um, supposedly the Indians kind of helped them out when they came here from Europe.
0: Right, i something sure some good
14: happened to the Indians, the natives, I should say. Right, right. certainly not. And also you said uh, something about slavery, and Yes, sir. And you, um, you said you marginalized it a little bit and when you said that um, a handful of blacks were killed during slavery. I would like to add that. Nope, never said no that.
0: Ins- you must have misunderstood. <laughs> I never said that.
14: Okay, maybe I did. Maybe I did. I'm I'm sorry if I did, but I just wanted to clear that up and have you clear that up, because you know, for the amount, and you said that slavery should end peacefully. Well, there was no peace for the black people. For the Africans,
1: I, I totally white agree with you. I don't think too. that slavery is legitimate. But uh, you know, as far as the the, the separating of the um, you know the, the country, do you, do you think it was okay that Lincoln inv- in, invaded a sovereign country?
14: Oh no, I don't think anything Lincoln did was okay. Yeah,
1: right. I think my, the my point I w-
14: point with I w- that is no matter how you go, um, there was no peace for the Africans. Oh yeah, no, so no the doubt fact about it. That you, the white people, were killing each other. You know what? As a black person, I don't see nothing wrong with
0: that. Well, the thing I was pointing out is it wasn't just white people killing each other in the Civil War. There were a lot of black people that fought uh, for the South, right. probably at the you know the behest of their uh, the slave owners. And uh, my question really was, you know, how many people, how many black people would have died if slavery had continued for let's say a couple more years and then went away on its own peacefully, as it had done in the rest of the world? And, and when I say peaceful, I mean just without war. Uh, versus how many of them actually died at the hands of the opposing side? during the civil war it was my position that i believe less would have died working in the sure. the fields as a slave than they would have on the the, the battlefields as a soldier
14: well I, I i would imagine that but as a soldier now you have the right to take actions into your own hands so to speak you can fight for your freedom now i'm not saying that what lincoln did it was good and i don't believe lincoln's the yeah,
0: but you still have that's to the, fight the, as a soldier at the orders of somebody who doesn't really appreciate you. I mean, many of these generals, as they pointed out, even in
1: the North, were actually slave owners. That's yeah, that, that's a that's a choice um, that uh, you know they, they shouldn't that uh, they should have and they, they didn't have. I I want to have the choice as to whether or not I'm put on the front line and catching cannonballs uh, for right. you know the South or not.
14: Right. I mean, you you want to have that choice, but just think about it. We didn't have any choice. I know whether we're fighting for the South or you're fighting for, at least you're, to some extent, taking you know, the actions into your own hands. Uh, yep. But, you know, I are You still could have taken
0: actions is, into your own hands by getting the hell off the plantation, well, as many of them did. There,
7: there were some slave rebellions, and if they had been better organized, I mean, in uh, some... Well, some parts it's not like the, they weren't kept,
1: uh, kept uh, you know, uh, away from each other and uneducated.
7: Uh, th- that's true, but, it, I mean, in some parts of the South, you know, African Americans outnumbered whites by a, a pretty heavy margin, so... They didn't it, know those statistics not, either. It, it's not impossible that they could have won the slave rebellion. It happened in Haiti. I mean, that that was the right. only I real mean, successful
14: that's where, one. But. That's where I'm from. I'm from Haiti. And we did have a straight, uh, slave rebellion in 1804. But that, that was because we so heavily outnumbered the whites there. And their, I, I should say, their technology, their military technology, was not as good as the U.S. Now, the U.S. had in place certain things that, you know what, no matter what, the education, of the free black men, uh, the mulattoes, There was a lot of things going on for Haiti that caused this rebellion to come about. But as far as in the United States, the structure was already there. It was too hard. The South was not going to give up the slaves without bloodshed. That's my belief.
0: Well, I, I see where you're coming from on that, but the rest of the world uh, got rid of slavery without having to fight a, a you civil know, there war. Was a, there was a huge,
1: um, I mean, everybody in the entire world, England didn't want to trade with them. Um, you know, if, if, if it hadn't been for the fact that, it, you know, basically secession was over slavery, if it hadn't been for that, then England would have sided with the uh, Confederacy and likely that would have been, you know, changed the whole history of the world. Market if they really competition. had just left for states' rights, um, then, you know, then England would have sided with them.
0: Good conversation tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Mike. Uh, it seems to me that, and, and Mary Ruard in her book Healing Our World makes this case, I think pretty well, that market competition for workers would eventually have been the major factor in, in ending slavery.
7: Well, perhaps. I mean, it wouldn't have been economical to continue sl- the slave model that exists in the South because mechanization was going to replace slaves, you know human labor in the fields within a decade or so anyway. Cotton gin, either but, but that I don't know the caller may be right that some bloodshed would have resulted, it could have been done without completely centralizing the government of the United States.
0: More on the way. You can take control, bring up anything it is. Free talk live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. EA Origins just worships them.
6: You can take your silly video, okay? And video whatever you want. Okay, what are you right? leaving here? I'm leaving you a $100 ticket. Now what's that
0: for? This is Free Talk so Live. So Live. It's your now, show. You, you can take control um, of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features, by the way, include a whole bunch of archives going back for an entire year free on the front page of the site. Plus, live streams. We've got a broadband version and a dial-up version. Both are free for you. Enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com.
1: Um, thanks for you know, throwing that at me. I, was, I, I don't have a copy on that one. Um, oh. My Dexy okay. 20 ad uh, is you know just basically me telling telling you about my life. I did a weigh-in today, and uh, I've lost a total of four pounds taking Dexy 20 and uh, I recommend When are you it, weighing in now? Um, I guess, well, just before lunch. Okay. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like a good idea to eat a whole bunch. So and when you're hungry. Drink and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, you know. And uh, you can pick up C 20 and try it like I have at uh, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, those kind of places. Or you can go to diet.freetalklive.com.
0: Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls. It is Nick in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick and Mark.
4: Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey,
0: Nick. What's on your mind tonight?
4: This is actually Vince in California.
0: Well, hey, Vince. I don't know how they messed that one up, but uh, here you are. What's on your All mind? All
4: right. Anyway, um, you guys last Friday were talking about some uh, pretty – some unstealthy ninjas that were trying to fight drug abuse <laughs> yeah. and drug sales.
1: In uh,
0: New I Jersey. To
4: share a story with you about my uh, misadventures as an unskilled ninja.
0: Okay. Do tell.
4: Uh well we're having we're going to have a pirate party at my house about a couple years ago and I decided that I would it'd be funny if instead of dressing up a pirate like a pirate like everyone else I decided to dress up as a ninja you know get the whole pirates versus ninjas thing going there cuz I'm a firm ninja supporter mm-hmm. and um so I got my ninja costume mailed to me at work and I for some reason I thought it would be a really great idea to wear my ninja costume on the bus ride home so I did and you know I was I got my costume on, and I'm, like, glowering at people looking really menacing and stuff on the bus. You know, I thought it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. And so I had to I had to get off the bus at the mall to switch buses, and while I was there, I guess a concerned citizen decided to call the police because maybe they were afraid that ninjas were attacking the mall or something. It is the snitch well, society, it's after something,
1: all. A ninja, you know, and a terrorist, they look somewhat... Uh, similar. You know, a terrorist would be a guy in a black balaclava. Oh, yeah, that's a cop. Anyway, um, you know, if it's not a cop, it's a terrorist. Right. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, an ninja would look kind of like
4: that. So anyway, I was standing there waiting for my bus and all of a sudden uh, a cop rolls up and I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, crap. So I like I took the hood off really quick and like waved at him and he drove up and he, he comes out of the car. He's like, what's going on over here? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just I got this costume. And I just basically told him the whole story. So he pulls out uh, this assault rifle out of the front seat of his car, and he's like, "Good thing I was afraid I was going to have to use this." And wow. so, and he put, and I guess it was the one that he keeps in his trunk. It was like this huge thing. And at that point, I was like totally freaking out. Anyway, um, so he just puts it away, comes over, and like gives me a, a you know, a, a warning. You know, they just don't like, like p-
0: they just team. don't like people in costumes besides themselves.
4: Well, it's okay for if, the if judge. If and it was cops. a chicken
1: outfit, he would have been fine.
4: Hmm. yeah i'm, I'm sure it would have been fine
1: it's the it's, um, the it's the the aspect that it's just so if it was a pirate outfit he would have been fine the fact is it's the balaclava
4: yeah i think i mean balaclava. i can understand balaclava. some like balaclava. you know little old lady like seeing me and you know getting scared or whatever but like a cop like hearing that and being like oh my god there's ninjas attacking the mall well you're out and in california
0: and, i mean it's got to be worse out there than around here here in new hampshire uh, the, really, you have to be carrying around a gun for people to get scared about something, and even then, depends um, on the town you're in. Yeah, it really. depends on where you are. I mean, they, they say that in Manchester, they uh, they're pretty touchy about people carrying around guns, but here in Keene, uh, from what I've talked to some of the cops here, they say that it's you know it's no big deal that that you shouldn't they shouldn't really even be contacting somebody who has a gun unless they're waving it around or brandishing it or something.
4: Well, you know, I mean, I did have a wooden sword, so I could see. How that might be a little. You bit can walk down the street with, with a
0: sword on your back here, a real sword on your back in in New Hampshire.
1: Let's let's put this in um in perspective a little bit. Um, you were being menacing on the bus, right? To yes. you were glaring at people. So the cop yes. was being, you know, so a man in the co- in a costume was being menacing, and yes. then the cop came up and said, you know, I was afraid I was going to have to use this assault weapon, and so he was being menacing. So a man in yes. a costume was being menacing. The only thing yes. that happened to you to um, the only thing that happened to you is what happened to the people on the bus. Yeah,
4: hey, I'm I'm not. I'm not saying – I'm not trying to, like, say this well, is, like, a smart thing to do or anything. No, no, you know? I'm not either. I I'm just – you know, <laughs> Ian
1: is so shocked by every everything that uh, any, any law enforcement officer ever does is shocking to Ian. I don't know if it's, it's shocking outrageous. anymore. And I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty used to it. That's, well, that, I'm just hearing, hearing what you're saying here, and it's sounding like, uh, you know, it, it, it's awful that the police officer would, uh, you know, show the kid his as assault rifle.
4: Well, anyway, my point is that, you know, if I was any good at being a ninja at all, the cop would never have found me. Exactly. The so I need the number to start one, my skills.
0: Yep, the yep. number one rule of being a ninja is stealth. You don't go out in the daytime, walk in the middle of the street. Thanks, yeah, Nick, exactly. for the call. Appreciate and the number one
1: rule of being wearing a costume is, well, don't wear a ninja costume. And
0: definitely don't carry an ID, you know, any sort of ID. If you're out being a ninja, you don't want the cops to be able to figure out who you are. If you're a ninja and you get caught... Keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything Do you recommend
1: uh, ripping off your uh, hood as uh, as uh, the caller did? I... Ripping off the hood? I well, don't know he, if you he... want to make any quick moves around a cop. Well, that's what he did.
0: As well, you're a
7: the... ninja, so you should be able to incapacitate them. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: if
0: that's what you want to do, you can The Vulcan death touch that. or whatever, right? I was talking about if you didn't want to to have a dead cop's body on your hands, you know.
7: You wouldn't have to kill anybody. I'm sure a ninja can just knock somebody out.
0: Yeah, you're right. I guess they, they can't do that, though. That's eh, it's just...
7: I, I guess I don't know much about the code, the movies,
0: so, right? I don't yeah. know much about the Ninja Code, so I can't really comment any further here. All right, let's continue and talk to. No, we're not. Don's gone. So here's a recap of what you happened know,
1: today. Ninjas used to be really big in uh, the '80s, but I, I don't think they're they're quite. Uh, you know, now they're just kind of laughable. I don't know about that. There's a big cult following out there for ninjas now. I think, I now think all the ninja a, lovers can get together on the internet from from sort of a joke standpoint. Well, I was talking uh, to a guy from the Paladin Press. Are you familiar with this organization?
7: Yeah, um, it's mercenaries, basically, right? Well, not, they, they sell books. It's like a liberty-friendly, right. you know,
0: learn how to bl- blow up stuff and make homemade weapons, that kind of stuff. And, right?
1: and lots of ninja stuff, lots yeah. of martial arts stuff. And he's he's like, yeah, you know, the ninja stuff just isn't as popular as it used to be. Well, there you go. He's got the numbers. Yeah, Back he has the numbers.
7: Oh, you'll have to excuse me. I was thinking of Soldier of Fortune as a merc- That's mercenary publication, Magazine. whereas yeah. Paladin Press simply teaches you how to use weapons and mm-hmm. Make drugs. I don't Bill know. That they, I don't know. I don't know any of that
1: aspect. I, the only part I remember about Paladin Press is that they, uh, you know, they have all the martial arts stuff.
0: So this morning, a bureaucrat showed up uh, from the so-called Code Enforcement Department. And uh, the video is going to be posted here probably by the end of the show or shortly thereafter at freekeen.com, so you can see it, see what happened. This guy showed up at the house about a week ago, but I didn't actually see him before because I've got a little two-way system. So he'd, pr- he'd press the two-way button to talk to me, and I'd, I'd talk back. And was, Who is it? Well, I'm so and so from the code enforcement department. Sorry, don't have time to talk. That's what I said to him, and so he just he just kept yammering on about how well, oh, there's a couch out in your yard, and I'm going to give you a you got this is your warning, and if you don't get it fixed, I'm going to come back and ticket you a hundred dollars. There's going to be two hundred after that, four hundred then uh you'll get a court summons. So he just you know he just kept talking. I didn't respond to him at that point, so just was listening to what he was saying, and he went away and came back this morning. And uh, he, I happened to be downstairs at this point, so I was uh, talking to him through the door, and he was pretending like he couldn't understand me.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty common tactic. Right,
0: right. I could understand him. And we were talking through the same door. I wasn't through the two-way system this time. So he pretended like he didn't understand me and managed to kind of get me into a little bit more of a conversation to where he was telling me what was going to happen. And, oh, I want to give you a $100 ticket. Okay, uh, whatever. I just ignored him at that point. I didn't actually respond. He said he was going to give me a $100 ticket. He went out to his car, started writing up the ticket. And it was at that point that I thought, oh, my camera. Because I have, uh, now I have my own camera. We've got the new webcam in the studio. I was using my old DV camera for the webcam, but now I actually have that handy. I don't have to go and disconnect it from the tripod and, you know, pull out the wires or anything like that. So I pulled out my camera, flipped it on, and stepped outside. And that's where the video picks up uh, my conversation with this guy. And we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a few moments. Unfortunately, I cannot play the audio on the air. Our Internet listeners would be able to get it, but because of a technical difficulty that is yet to be resolved, our uh, radio listeners would not be able to hear it. So That's not we'll work, hold that. off on the audio. We're not going to play the audio, but we'll tell you, I'll tell you about what happened, what shirt this guy was wearing with a very kind of frightening logo on it, and uh, we'll get your thoughts about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it right now at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we could still use your vote. Right, Mark? Only uh, like a dozen votes ahead right now? Yep. That's all right. Please go to vote.freetalklive.com. If you haven't done it in the month of August, you still have a few days left. We want to finish. We're at number one now, but we want to finish at number one. It's, it's important to us because, uh, the longer we're at number one, the more people come across the show, the more new people
1: discover the message of freedom. So, and finishing thing. the month at number one allows me to, uh, you know, put, add that to my tally when I'm um, talking to advertisers, at, you know, how shows. many months we finished at yeah. number one.
0: So please go to vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take you less than a minute. All you need is your email address and it makes a big difference for us uh, Before we continue with the calls, just to continue discussing what happened to me this morning. Now, these government bureaucrats, we're not agitating them. We're not going and protesting out in front of their offices. We're not going and causing trouble for them. They're the ones that are coming against us. We talked to Sam earlier in the show tonight from Texas, from ObscureTruth.com. They came after him first with one of their speeding tickets. He went in and asked a bunch of questions they didn't want to answer. They're now coming after me with one of their code enforcement violation tickets. I didn't do anything to them But now they're attacking me. So they're bringing this response on themselves by coming after people like us, people that actually are going to stand up for our freedoms, as we were discussing earlier. So this code enforcement bureaucrat shows up. He was here a week ago, threatened me over a couch that was in the yard. And the couch has been there longer than I can remember. I think the couch was actually here when I bought the house, but I can't remember it. I haven't consulted with my tenants yet. It's their couch. They use it to sit in outdoors, like to look at the birds or something like that. It's their bird-watching couch. And none of the neighbors have complained about it. No one has said anything to me. In fact, when this bureaucrat was outside of my door and I was talking to him through the door, I said, are you my neighbor? Because if he was my neighbor and he was approaching me as, as the neighbor, I'd be happy to come out and talk to him. And maybe we could figure out something if it was like, like a problem for whatever reason. We could at least have a more civil discussion. But he wasn't my neighbor. He admitted to not being my neighbor. He was just a city bureaucrat who wanted to issue me this $100 ticket. So he said he was going to issue me this $100 ticket, started writing it up. I came out with my video camera, and I just posted the video at freekeen.com. You can see it there. So I came out with my my video camera, and I said, well, you know, what's your name? And he identified himself, and what do you – you know, what do you leave – he said, I'm going to leave you this ticket for $100. well, what's that for? Even though I'd already known I was getting to repeat it for the camera – and he said, "Well, it's for the junk the couch in your uh, the couch, the junk couch out in your yard."
1: You have to refer to it as junk.
0: Yeah, something like that. And so, uh, so I said, "Well, wait a minute. Does the city own this property?" And he said, "No." I said, "Well, then how can you expect me to uh you know, to to follow this? How can you expect me to pay this?" And he at that point turned around, walked to his car, and he said, "Well, there's law. Everybody's got you know, every community's got laws or something like that." I'm paraphrasing here. And I said, well, that's nice. so well, what about the consent of the governed? Have you read the New Hampshire Constitution? And that's when he started to tell me that I needed to vote. Do I vote? He asks me, and I said, Have you read the New Hampshire Constitution? I didn't answer any of those right. questions. Right.
1: And the cops, the cops are excellent at the, you know, this, especially the detectives, excellent at uh, dodging these sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, you know, just not going to answer questions. Well, the city manager who I'd spoken with earlier this week actually admitted to not having read
0: the New Hampshire Constitution. And it's not that it's my constitution; it's their constitution. So it's not that I agree to follow the new hampshire constitution as being a government bureaucrat that's your set of rules so it seems like a l- relevant question to ask these bureaucrats have you read the new hampshire constitution i bet you not very many of them have and so i kept asking that question he wouldn't answer it and then at one point he's in his car starting up the car and he yells out vote And this seems to be a common theme between these bureaucrats. The city manager was begging us to use the system to make changes. This guy imploring me to vote and get out there and use the system. I had a conversation with some politician over the weekend who was telling me about how we should use the system to to change everything. I mean, really, the more these people tell me to use the system, these are obviously my adversaries. I have no interest in doing the things that they're uh, suggesting. I mean, I've already come to the conclusion that the system is probably the worst possible way to, uh, to achieve liberty, if it's even possible through the system. But here are all these people that are are essentially begging me to utilize their system that they set up, follow their rules, when they themselves don't even know what their own rules are. They haven't even read their founding document. So then I took a close look at the ticket this guy gave me. And you guys have seen it here tonight. And it's on the video. You can actually see it there. It's also scanned in on the website at freekeen.com. And I'm looking here, and he got the address right. But there's a a space that says name of violator. Now, when we've talked before about the drug war arrests and the 1.5 million people that are arrested every single year for drugs in this country, most of them being simple possession cases, we know they all plea out, almost all of them, like 99 percent of these cases plea out because they're scared of what might happen to them. But when you actually start looking at what the bureaucrats do as far as their jobs are concerned, they miss things all the time. They screw up left and right. And if you don't look and you don't check them out, then you'll never even see some of this stuff. I mean, beyond the whole issue of consenting, which I didn't, I don't consent to be ruled by these people and I don't consent to their rules. Beyond all that, just looking at the ticket is kind of interesting because it shows you how lazy these bureaucrats are. He didn't even write in a name of the violator. He said he was giving me the ticket.
1: Apparently he gave it to lever- uh, to the... Uh, he, yeah, to my address.
0: And uh, <laughs> there's a space for name of violator, but my name's not there. Nobody's name's there. And then he said it was a $100 fine. Well, there's all kinds of little things they can circle here. There's, you know, parking violations and sign regulations and building without a permit and dumpster enclosures and, you know, other. And he writes in junk couch out on lawn. He wrote in there. But to the right of that, he could have circled 100, 200, 300, or 400. He didn't circle anything, but there's also a section up there at the top that says "warning, no fine." But he didn't circle or check that either.
1: So, so you could just what check the this? you could just check the warning, no fine. Yeah, you know I could. Portion. You're right about that. <laughs> and say, hey, look, I, you know I don't know what you people are doing here. I'm <laughs> yeah. I don't know so, nothing. So what is this thing? It's certainly
0: nothing that applies to me. And even if it had my name on it, it would still be his violation, not mine, because I don't consent. And there's nowhere that they have that shows me explicitly consenting to whatever agreement they think that I've uh, I've signed on to. So the question now is, will this guy show up next week and give me a $200 ticket? Or will we, is, this, is this the last we're going to see of him? Other interesting point: the dude was wearing a DEA t-shirt, and I know I didn't notice this while I was actually interacting with him. I noticed it on the video footage later. He's wearing a, a shirt, like a polo shirt, kind of a golfer's shirt, with a DEA embroidery patch on it. And there's a skull in the logo. It's just kind of like, are these people just kind of sick? What's what's that all about? Why why a
7: skull? That's kind of death-oriented, isn't it? Well, the death's head. The last people to use that was the SS, but. It's, it has been used by a lot of police Pirate forces. Pirates, sure. Well, pirates and, and other secret police forces have used the deathhead head military units. So
0: I wondered about this guy, and I went and I did a little Googling on him, and I found out who he was. He's a former police detective here in Keene, and so he's retired, was on the police department for 22 years, retired, which means he's collecting pension, and he's working full-time as a code enforcement uh, bureaucrat on top of that. So it's a sweet deal to be a government bureaucrat. I don't know man. how
7: much working he's doing as a code enforcement. Well, he's driving
0: around and giving people tickets. That's what well, he's doing.
7: I don't know how many. I don't know how strict they are about uh, you know code enforcement. Depends on how much money meeting they need. Their, meeting their quotas. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know, but I, I have a feeling he has a lot of free time during his day. Yeah. He's just drawing. <laughs> he's drawing full time pay. That yeah. doesn't mean he's working full time. I
0: think you're right about that. Let's go quickly here. Uh, your calls to John in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hello, John
7: hey um
10: you guys are, yeah, right here oh, I'm used to hearing the noise anyways, um, yeah, I had a question in regards to like uh like I are in mean, like in a total free market society, yes sir, uh, how would pollution? Like, how would that be dealt with?
0: It's a good question, and Dr. Mary Ruart in her book Healing Our World actually examines this in great detail, uh, detail far more than we can in the next minute and a half. But the uh, the short answer is property rights. Uh, if all land uh, is pro- is private, then if someone pollutes your land, you've got a case against that person, presuming you can prove where the pollution's come from. I mean, if I back up a dump truck and dump a bunch of stuff on your yard, and you know it was me, then clearly you've got a case against me. Of course, water can be the same way. If you've got a, if you own part of a Stream that's flowing through your property uh, and somebody upstream is polluting the stream you identify the
1: polluter take him to arbitration what?
10: What about, like, smog-type stuff?
6: I
0: same mean, thing.
1: If you can identify... Well, it's smog, you know, you, now you're getting into areas of, uh, you know, what's everybody polluting the same, uh, you know, the, the, similar amounts and that kind of thing. I mean, if you can... But you're talking if you about could, a factory. That's another case. Yeah, if you can point out somebody who's doing a lot more than the average person is, then you could uh, make a case. But if you're talking about 9 million people driving to work, you're not going to make much of a case. And what's the government doing about that now?
7: Right. You, you have that's to show sure. that there was some kind of a harm that was inflicted, so it would have to be... You got sick. Signi- right, you got sick, Poisoned. or maybe your property de- value was damaged, yeah. or something.
0: Go to, go to oh, ruart.com and get more at uh, from her book, Healing Our World. It's free, it's available online, it's got a lot of great documentation to it, and she really does a great job laying that out. I thank you for the call tonight. And again, if you want to see the video from the bureaucrat encounter this morning, it's up at freekeen. Com. This is another example of why it's important to have a video camera or audio recorder handy and make a make a point out of recording the bureaucrats that are trying to harass you. More coming up tomorrow night. We'll see you then. Freetalklive.com.